0: Welcome back, friends, near, far, wherever you are across the internet. It is episode 261 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. And like the celestial slowly growing inside, spoilers, <laughs> I, I feel the burning desire inside of me to escape and discuss the Eternals, and I'm eternally grateful to be joined by my co-hosts, Brandon T. McClure. Hello. And Ben Magnet.
1: Took me moment just to figure out that you were quoting my heart would go on.
0: And Ryan exclamation point. Hey,
1: I forgot I didn't put my last name. You're never gonna
2: find out what it is now. <laughs>
0: Ryan Two hundred. are
3: not 260 episodes with it.
2: Mr. <laughs> Mr. DJ Tony Snark himself. Hey what's up? Um um Makari. That's a name.
3: That's, That's that, that is a name.
2: I did that...
4: it <laughs>
1: put um, more on Ryan's name. I always love how my cause I have a uh, um, like an audio thing on my car where I can like tap a button, and say "Please say a command," and I say "Call like Brandon" or something. But for Ryan, I say "Call Ryan," and it says Ryan's entire name, and it goes Ryan, and just the way they pronounce it, pronounce his name is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, for Ryan's name, it's Ryan
3: Iliopoulos. I will never forget when we went to uh, Screen Junkies
4: mm-hmm.
3: for. Uh, TV talk that you're TV talk TV TV fights TV fights that you were on um, and I'll never forget Ryan Eliopias
2: hey man it's a, it's a hard one if you don't look at it <laughs> right. to, to spell it I get it you're
3: um, just guessing hi guys we have links
2: oh it's what? time it's linky time just
3: two, just two links though uh, as Sparks mentioned last week a lot of our YouTube content will be slow goings uh, for the time being um, that's just how things are but there is something there is something on a youtube page that dropped this week actually after the episode last week uh, is dead by daylight Blah. Blah. the final Blah. spooktober for basement arcade is dead by daylight um, we we played around as we as we did the last time we did this or last I year i think yeah. we did last year
2: yeah we did dead by daylight super fun uh hey guys We might not have like as much content coming out, but guess what? There's like 12 episodes of spooky stuff you could watch to watch all that shit.
1: Yeah. Definitely go back.
3: Definitely go back through the basement arcade spooktober stuff. A lot of fun stuff there. Um it was a blast. It was a
1: praise the sun. I don't have to be in the spooky basement anymore. For for 51 weeks.
4: A a (laughs) brief reprieve
1: a uh, brief it's like the second halloween ended it's like the countdown begins until next spooktober and then it's like okay then back in the basement and
2: then halloween kills and then then it ends
3: yeah and ryan you have a downright annoyed i do
2: i do i did it today i watched the transporter 2002's transporter starring jason statham wow. hey that movie's pretty all right i think i was i think i definitely liked it the most out of everyone on that panel but like it's a decent early action movie it's like a french action movie starring jason statham Ah, uh, there's a reason that guy like became super famous like he's he, he he's got it when
3: he's got it he's got it i really like transporter 2 but i like all three of them they're they're kind of a guilty pleasure for me they're a lot of fun
2: i haven't i haven't watched any of them since they came out a long time ago and i, I like the first one enough for i'm like i'll watch the next two they're like an hour and a half like yeah easy, easy going yeah
3: there was a tv show that came out a couple of years ago
2: yeah um refueled or no refueled oh no that's the new movie starring that's
3: the I'm new bad. movie that one wasn't very good hmm.
2: i heard that one was bad that's unfortunate
3: um, but yeah, that's all the links in the description below. Um we got a ton of stuff anyway on this channel. Um we're kind of buying time on fake nerds watch until uh Hawkeye and Star Trek Discovery drop. But uh you can still uh check out all the other shows that we just finished. You know, if you're still going through um definitely did a show. This what if that's the one. If you're still yeah. going through what if, we we you know, check out our after show.
0: We have yes. things. Go to YouTube channel and watch our things.
3: And that's everything. So why don't we get into what we did this week? Who wants to go first?
2: Not me.
0: Aha! sparks. <laughs> I'll go. I did more this week than last week. I guess um, I had the pleasure of having my father be awake sometimes, so we watched some stuff. Oh, good. Um, he saw Halloween Kills. Uh, he was like, "Well, that was all right." And I'll admit, uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit colder on it. Not a lot. A little. Mm. After yeah. watching it a, fully a second time. I was like, this... Hmm. hmm.
4: Yeah. Alright. It's um, the middle chapter.
0: I still like it. I still like a lot of things in it. I'm definitely like...
2: Yeah, but what if we were the monsters?
0: Yeah. yeah. There's stuff. Yeah. Um, check out our Halloween Kills review. Uh, I also watched Overlord again. Which I hadn't oh, watched yeah. in theaters.
4: Oh, um, yeah. That movie yeah. rips. <laughs>
0: it does. I, I talked to my dad because, like, we were scrolling through all these movies. He's like, I've seen this. I've seen this. What's that? I was like, well, that's uh, – I explained the concept to him. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so we watched Overlord, and, like, that movie rocks. Like, I I, keep, I look back on it, and I'm like, this had, like, major theatrical release. This is a weird, weird movie Um, to – to like come out in the pocket that it did mm-hmm. I love Overlord I love it for being like the, this weird little ambitious thing that it is and somebody like had the perfect Letterbox review of it where they said the best video game movies aren't based on video games it's so true. that is a video game movie that's not based on anything in particular
3: I agree Independence wow. Day Resurgence
0: um, should be a video
3: game movie sure man well it should be a video game there's a boss fight at the end hey they, they
2: Ben they, they created those games they're called Wolfenstein
3: yeah that's what Overlord
0: is. Overlord is Wolfenstein. I I also watched Dan Brown's The Lost Symbol. I didn't watch all of it. This is a TV show on Peacock. Oh, oh this okay. is the TV show one. I watched the first four episodes. Uh, it's a well-made show. Um, I like it. Eddie Izzard has a really cool performance that she's giving. It's weird because the pronouns for the character she's playing is he. Um... Uh, the only part is that I'm having a hard time squaring the dude I'm watching play Robert Langdon against Tom Hanks, which which isn't to say like oh I I can only picture Tom Hanks as Robert Langdon. It's just like I I haven't read those books, and so like this dude is I, I have. Like, this dude is just like <laughs> on a whole other kind of performance, and it, it it's working okay in the show. Um, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how to articulate it It's just not quite singing the way that I think Every other piece of it is um, I also feel like it's Got a lot of A lot of filler stuff Like, mm-hmm. I certainly haven't read that book but I'm like I can't imagine that every beat of what I'm seeing here Is in that book There's some there's some stuff here
3: I just found out they made three of those movies I thought they made two
0: mm-hmm. um, uh, Wild Dog? Is it Wild Dog or Mad Dog? In Arrow? wild um, dog wild dog me. uh that actor plays a cop in this show like who's actually important uh an important character he's pretty cool uh he's honestly giving my favorite performance in the show which is pretty neat nice. good for good for that actor get that green um, i uh
2: when i was a teenager i i loved the the dan brown uh uh the, all those books cuz they were super they were ba- they were like um like fifth grade reading level conspiracy theory stuff that was yeah. really fun, right. Um And I remember when that movie came out, I was obsessed with that movie. And yeah, I don't yeah. think it's—I don't think it's very good. I loved it when I came out, but I was also like 13. So,
0: I think I think the the movies benefit greatly from like Tom Hanks being a great actor, mm-hmm. and then like especially Da Vinci Code having Ian McKellen to play off of. Yeah, and um, The Vision. What's his name? Yes, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. He's, he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alfred Molina is in that too. Yeah. With Paul oh, yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah. That 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 movie has a pretty stellar cast, so it kind of elevates it. And like the person who made that movie, I don't know the director off the top of my head, but like they knew how to make a good movie. Yeah. Like that that movie had like it, it works. Uh, I only that saw that, that story doesn't.
3: I only saw the the Da Vinci Code. I never saw Angel and Demons, which is why the when the third one was made, the oh. th- Tom Hanks again, mm-hmm. it's like totally went over my head. I didn't even. Know
2: Demons had Ewan and McGregor in it as a evil yeah. priest. Oh, that that movie cool. isn't as good, but it is a plot about. The church wanting to destroy the world. And that's pretty cool.
0: I, I, I agree with Ryan. I actually liked a lot of things about Angels and Demons. Um, yeah, my dad's a big Dan Brown friend. So when really? at, like so right after we watched Halloween Kills, we were on Peacock so he could watch it. And then he's like, oh, Dan Brown. So that's how that happened. And, and thus, I'm now four episodes deep in that show. <laughs> um, but that's not the only show I watch. I've also been catching up on Supergirl. I'm just a little behind. Uh, the series is about to end this coming week Mm -hmm. so I'm almost there for that um I like the second half of the season a lot I think they're doing a lot of good stuff for their wrap-up so kudos to them good job um however the other show I've been watching is just like knocking my socks off all the time guys uh which is Legends of Tomorrow I had not watched last the last season uh and the new season's already started so I was like god I gotta get on it so um, I've watched 12 episodes of a 15-episode season of Legends of Tomorrow from last year. There you go. Guys, that that's that show rips. Um, that no, Rick Hunter
2: so no, isn't on there anymore, I thought.
0: No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> and, like, the show's all the better for it. Um, that that show is doing some great stuff. Uh, I see where we're heading, um, and I, I got curious, so I read Matt Ryan talking about it. Um, it's actually really cool. Uh, um, so john constantine is leaving the show the character because matt ryan said we've pretty much i think pushed the boundary as far as we can of this character staying true to who he is in the comics and being on this ship and and now he's got to go back to his loner lifestyle like we can't we can't keep doing this we're pushing him outside of him being himself mm-hmm. if we push this much further i, so can, what respect. They've done... I can respect that
4: like that's... yeah he's he's
0: yeah. a huge fan of the comics He's he said that he's read all of them Um, And I really believe that he's read all the Hellblazer comics. Um, And he cares a lot uh, very deeply about the character and wants him to be faithful. And he's worked very hard to keep him, what would John be like in the situation of all these things he's encountered with the legends. And so what they did is they very smartly, I think this season crafted for John to actually start to fall in love with one of the legends. And there's this avenue where like you could be happy and he's clearly going to screw it up. And that's going to cause him to ultimately fall back into his own self-hatred and and like i'm a piece of shit wanker and go back to his own lifestyle and i think it's actually very well crafted and smart and i think it's good like john almost giving himself kind of the happy ending because like he got astra from the constantine show out of hell she's now his protege he's teaching her magic she's on the ship she's saving the world with the legends and he's falling in love like everything's coming up great for john so it makes sense that they have to completely have him muck it up and then go back to it, it that is Constantine. And so I'm, I really applaud them for being bold enough to do that and that they like Matt Ryan enough that they're like, we're going to create a new character that you can be somebody totally different. I, I haven't met that character because they're in the next season, this current one, but I, I'm really proud of what they've been doing with the show. I think it's really good. And um, Rory is pregnant with... Twins and a tentacle, aliens, babies that are inside of his head. That show is cool, it makes uh, him grow hair. This show re- is great, guys. It's I remember American Doctor Who, and I love it.
3: <laughs> I remember, um, I remember really enjoying that show, especially when the hawks left. But like, when I was watching, I was on Twitter, and the clip from like season whatever it was, I think it's when they meet the jsa and they're doing the moon landing they're doing something and victor garber has to distract them by singing deo Mm -hmm. and i was watching that clip i was like man this show was a lot of fun i really got to get back into it
0: that that show knows what it is through and through and it it owns its pocket of the dc universe in such a such a solid way. Um I was talking to a friend of the podcast, Marty, about it recently and I'm like, I'm just genuinely shocked at this point that Booster Gold isn't on the show. Like, like yeah. it's it's rife with potential for him to land on that show. I, I'm I'm stunned. But um yeah, props to that show. It's it's great. Hell yeah. All right. I was uh, I wanted to shout that out because I, I think Legends of Tomorrow Is really good. Um okay uh I watched Scream Again, the original. It's a good movie. Five a, great movie. I was showing it to somebody who hadn't seen it. So I watched it, and that movie's awesome. I also watched Friday the 13th Part 5. That is terrible. <laughs> Just absolute garbage top to bottom. Um, and I don't mean like, oh, the Friday the 13th films are pretty trashy. I mean like that one in particular is like like the, so bad. I had to look into it. Like there's an actor who came in, and when he auditioned for the role, the main role he was playing, he thought it was like this this deep introspection film about Someone who was traumatized and was living in an institution, and it turned out that he was just in a Friday the Thirteenth movie where he was playing the grown-up version of the kid who got traumatized because he killed Jason in the movie before. And I'm like, oh, man, that's and like and like what ends up happening with that character and like all that shit. Terrible film. Awful. A new beginning. Yes, a new beginning. It's the the one after they did the final chapter where Jason was killed.
4: It, Never it, do that.
0: Megan called the the whole plot twist that it sets up in the first five minutes and i was like oh my god she's 100 correct uh as i was watching the movie i was like she's so right
2: is this uh, the one with the, a... with the psychic powers
0: no this is the one where so mild spoilers for friday the 13th part five jason's dead as of the previous one so they set up this thing where like god there's this guy who's running a mental institution camp in the woods where like people who are labeled as loony are running around doing whatever they want on the camp. Literally a guy chopping wood with an axe who's supposed to be unhinged. And I'm like, what are we doing? He ends up murdering one of the other people there. Turns out that that dude who was an orphan, he was the abandoned son of a paramedic who lives in town. That paramedic sees him get murdered and then decides he's going to murder everybody forever. Um, but he tries to make it look like Jason's doing it. That's the plot mm. of the movies. You don't know that the paramedic's doing it. He's making you think it's Jason, but they never show the killer. So that's when I was like, oh my God, Megan's right. It's the paramedic because there's this one shot where he's like looking at his body and he's like, oh. and and so you're like, oh, he's, got, he's like his dad and he's going to murder all these people for no reason. And he murders all these people for no reason. And then at the end, he actually has like, not just the hockey mask, but like latex to make it look like the back of Jason's messed up head. Ooh. So until the very last second, you're supposed to think it's Jason. And I'm like, if he went through all that work, why didn't we just see jason up to this point in the movie
2: it's like malignant
0: (laughs) because all the kills are so bland because they refuse to show you anything but like the arm of the killer
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm. and i'm like it's like it's just a bad film like no clearly nobody gave a shit it's a wafer thin story uh it's it's Super, super offensive about like mental health. It's super, super offensive to like fat people. S- like th- all the Friday the 13th films are fat phobic, but this one is really fat phobic. Um, it's just bad. It's just bad everywhere. Anyway,
3: which is yep. the one where he slams people's? He, sl- he kills two people with sleeping bags. And so when you like
0: Jason X, that's Jason X. That's the oh one wait, no, but I, th-
3: I thought that was referencing a, f- a previous film. No, no, he he. Pretty the cool. joke
0: is like that's how silly it is. Yeah, that's right. how silly it is. And okay, so then we watched part six, which is Jason Lives, where they completely bullshit recon out five, and that movie is where like very clearly they decided these movies are going to be fun. Pri- priority number one is no longer scare or tense; it's fun, and and six clearly like everybody was on board with that. Like from minute one, everyone knew. Friday the 13th Six is about being stupid fun. And that works. It works much better when it's that honest with itself. So, Right. It was a way better viewing experience than 5.
3: Real quickly, mm. Mag is in the chat.
0: Mag!
3: Good evening, Mag. How's your daylight day going? Good. Fine.
1: So, um, spookier um, than, than, than the normal.
3: It was just nice waking up thinking, it feels
1: later than checking my clock. I was like, no, it's not later. It's earlier.
3: Mm-hmm. And then he also says, and Marty's... And Marty's dad Glover in the film with the weird dance. Is that about Friday the 13th 5?
0: I think so. But I, honestly like it's it's so sure. far out of my brain. Um yeah. Uh but yeah, uh, the last things I want to talk about, what did I have? Oh, um yeah, that's it. Uh I just uh I started my Cowboy Bebop rewatch in nice. anticipation of the live action show. Um I'm also going to do that soon the, the anime still is great, guys. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's an incredible anime. If
4: you're not watching,
0: you should be watching. Um, trying to get Megan to go through it with me. That's it. That's all. That's all for me.
1: I'll go next. So uh, three, two, one. Let's jam. I'm also watching Cowboy Bebop. I started uh, earlier today. I watched Good. the first episodes with Fanny right before I
0: watched trailers and everything. Um, ben, remind me. You've never seen it?
1: The only Cowboy Bebop thing I have ever seen was the movie. I've never gotcha. seen the show okay cool yeah so um yeah um i'm two episodes in and i really like it i don't know why i never kept going on with it so i'm gonna keep watching it and i yeah i can also can't wait um stuff i did this week i beat metroid dread Woo! and i started castlevania symphony of the night
4: because
1: i got down with the metroid now i'm going down with the vania and i learned something so as much as i love i take (laughs) i have taken instruction manuals and tutorials for granted holy crap um so i'm playing castlevania symphony tonight and i'm getting the basic controls down and then i'm trying to figure out like where the hell the save points are like i I get to this giant room it looks like a giant 20-sided die and it's just like Mm -hmm. floating there i'm like i'm pushing x i'm pushing all my the buttons i'm like nothing is happening and then rant, because this is, I've never played a Castlevania game before. This is my first time playing Castlevania. And then I get into another room and somehow, I don't know what happened. My thumb just pushes the up button and then it's like, do you want to save your game? I'm like, that's how you do it? What the? F-? And then I get some other weapons and I'm like, how do I use this weapon? Because all I have is a sword and I have a shield and I can't use this like cool thing. And what do these, these hearts do? These hearts don't help my health. Get What's going on? You have to push up and uh, square to throw your special weapons and I'm like you can not just check the control scheme then no I did I did? went to the options and it said controls and all it said was like just the single buttons no combinations whatsoever okay so yeah, I'm like the show. yeah eventually. Uh, uh, and, the, and there's like a little preamble text for Castlevania and it actually mentions Trevor Belmont in that text too Mm-hmm. So, um, note to self, when I'm playing retro games I've never played before, and it's through like an emulator, kind of like what I'm doing with Symphony of the Night, because it's like Castlevania Requiem, look up the damn instruction manual so you know how, what you're doing. <laughs> sure. Because at least with my minis, they have little QR codes they can scan, and there's all PDF scans of all the, of the original instruction manuals. So, yeah, I mean, I got, I'm got i enjoying the game. The good news is I'm enjoying the game. I really like it. I just haven't got back to it because I started playing it for a little bit after I beat Dread. And then I really got into it, beat the first boss, and then I needed something uh, nice and fluffy, so I went back to Mario Three D Land, and I'm almost and I'm on the last uh, level in that, so I'm about to beat that one. Mario. Yeah, because I need some uh, bright colors and make something. It's been redubbed
3: one. by Chris Pratt yet. It's no I mean, Mario. No. No. Oh,
1: yet. Anyway. Anyways, um, besides that, I finally did something today. I bought my comic books. Woo! I had like a month and a half worth of books in the store and I finally went and got them good 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 and, and you'll read them never uh, <laughs> you, you,
3: you tweeted you tweeted out like it's such a good feeling seeing my comic book stack go up I was like not really
1: <laughs> no the feeling was is like yes I finally got my comic books I actually have like a, if you, I have it on my Instagram story I have like a to be read pile and it's like damn this is a big ass freaking pile not really. Well, no, compared dope. to yours, it's not. My, to me, it is,
0: but compared to your guys, it's like damn.
3: In order, it will it would be. Wait, Sparks. How many how many months has it been since you've read a comic book?
0: Uh, you mean like one one of the ones from the store, like consistently? Yeah. It's. Uh, I've been slowly making my way through the X Men and then Venom, but like, uh, it's been a bit.
3: Well, oh, Ryan would be the would be top. And then yeah. it would be, it, and Ben would be bottom. But I don't know where Sparks and I fall. I'm not sure. I, I'm oh,
0: sure I, I buy more than you, mm-hmm. so it's probably me. I
1: am willing <laughs> to fully admit that I have the smallest comic book collection out of the four. Oh, of it's us. not like a
2: competition. Right, I don't right. No, no shit. Okay. I'm not trying to
1: be like, oh, look at me. All I'm right, pay stay- up, pay up. <laughs> Shut up. I just know that still looking at that stack, it's like, man, that's a big freaking stack. And a lot I'm of like, art. You get well, insane. Thing. At least it's not as big as Ryan's.
2: Hey, I just every day I look at it, I'm like, "Hey, baby, that's just a bunch of free art, ready, ready yeah. for me to consume, just right there."
0: <laughs> free art.
2: Because <laughs> I already bought it, so it's just went, like your own. It's, move. Move. it's just like HBO Max, or you know, like it's bought, no, yeah, but yeah. it's free. Uh huh.
4: Yeah, yeah, I get you.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I did. Uh, um, media wise, this week beat Metroid and went back to, and started Castlevania, and I'm almost about to beat Super Mario.
3: Woohoo! Uh, Ryan, you want to go next? No. All right. Um, then I will go next. I really enjoy that Netflix is trying to bring back rom-coms. Um, they're doing their best, and I applaud D- them did for they, it.
2: Did they disappear?
3: They, they Honestly, yeah. The, the rom-com genre has been... What's Crazy with
2: Asians? What's Crazy with Asians? Is that a rom-com?
3: That was the rom com. That's okay. when it's like that's when it was like we're starting to see the trend of coming back. But Netflix has been kind of like Shep like been at the like the the head of that revival, of bringing back the rom coms. Um, I won't say Hitch was the last rom com that came out, but it, it that was like it was, fifteen
4: years ago. No, 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 I, no, I'm it,
3: serious. I'm serious. It was it, it Hitch was in the the dying grasp of the genre. Sure. There was a really good rom com on Netflix. It
1: stars Randall Park and Constance Wu. <laughs> Great movie. I forgot the name of it. I,
3: I, I know the I'll, movie, but by...
0: I'll always be your maybe. I'll
3: always be. Thank you. Baby.
1: Always be my maybe. That was a good one. I really thanks that Sparks
3: one. and Fanny. Um yeah,
1: Thanks Sparks. Thank you Sparks. Thank you
3: Fanny. I anyway, there's a new one out. It's a Christmas rom com. Wanted some fluff called Love Hard. Um, it's I don't know the two the two leads names, but the the guy's a, a comedian, really funny. Uh, it's really charming. It's really sweet. If you kind of if you like rom coms, it's more of the same it's very much in that vein of like a modern rom-com where the if it's a girl who's the lead then they're you know trying to fix the you know they're trying to find something within themselves to to um to you know grow and be a better person and so you kind of have like it's no longer love interest and main character it's now kind of a dual role it's kind of like a dual lead type movie um and i really like that um it's really charming it's really sweet it's called love hard though because the guy's favorite christmas movie is love actually and the girl's favorite christmas movie is die hard (laughs) and that's how they bond initially with their favorite christmas movies that's actually really cute i like that so it's called love hard anyway cute movie if you want to watch a rom-com you could do worse
0: definitely watch always be my baby I was trying to think of like the last rom-coms that came out in theaters, and I was like, there was that one with Henry Golding and Amelia Clark just a bit ago.
4: Yeah, the last,
3: the last Christmas, I like that one too.
0: Uh, and the last one I saw in theaters was definitely "Isn't It Romantic" with Rebel Wilson.
2: Long Shot's pretty good.
0: Long Shot's yeah. pretty good. That actually probably is the last
3: one. I'm I'm saying like last this shot. new the new generation of rom-coms are pretty good. Long Shot's five, five years Charlie
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm, okay. Oh yeah, I remember wanting to see that movie too. It's good. I'm not saying the rom-com genre came back today. <laughs> <It's so laughs> but,
2: same, like, I, I, you made that statement. And I'm like, I'd never, it's like Westerns. Like they still make Westerns.
3: No, but that's true. That's um, why I'm not willing to say that like it died after, after the year, after the early two thousands, but it was very much like not in uh, the public eye anymore. There wasn't a lot of them. And then they, then about five, six years ago, they started to come back and they started to come back yeah. really well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, rom coms, Max says Lovebirds. I don't know what he's. Which was a, that's the Kamal Nanjani one yep.
0: that I, I. I didn't see, I, that,
1: I want one. To see that
3: one. That Ooh. was yeah. the Netflix. That was the Netflix one, right? I want
0: to yeah. see that one.
3: I haven't seen that one yet. Anyway, not important. I watched uh, Injustice, the new animated film. Ooh, what um, was it? it? was pretty good. It's it's fun. Uh, if you like the Injustice story, um, I really like the inclusions they make uh, with Tom Taylor's story material um it's they just use year one and then they go to the game but they Mm. but they simplify a lot of it to make it an hour and 20. I think most of the of the revisions to make it at length work really well um and there's things that they change where like Hal Jordan in the beginning is like no where the green lanterns are being pulled off earth so hal jordan's already taken out of the story um so you're not gonna so you're not left with the implication that you're meant to see the the big green lantern war that happens in year three
4: mm-hmm.
3: um they also get they also get rid of flash in the very beginning it's not a spoiler I gotta
2: say i haven't watched it but i've watched a couple of clips online and they they the choices they make for some of these deaths some of the character stuff i'm like
3: uh i i want to get to that because that's really important i've seen the discourse online and i don't really like to to talk about like other people's opinions as my own but there are some things i agree with and one of them is the flash's death flash's death is completely unnecessary Mm -hmm. um it doesn't i don't mind the idea of kind of making scarecrow this omega level threat this justice league level threat because of his fear gas and that's why barry dies it, he doesn't do that. It doesn't happen in the comics or the games. I haven't played the Justice Two games, so I don't know if he dies in that. Um, but he's definitely in that comic. Um, but he gets taken out pretty early, and I kind of was left wondering, like, why did you make this choice? It doesn't service this story, and it doesn't. It, it doesn't come from anything. It's just randomly they were like, we can't use Flash.
2: It makes me wonder if it's just like, like, the, like the director or the writer was like, I don't like the Flash as much as the other characters, so I'm just gonna write him off
3: it could be yeah. um it's unnecessary though i think anyway um there's, there's there's another chance that i don't like which is dick grayson's death i'd love dick grayson's death in the comic um, i think it's really tragic and re- and the the fact that it's an accident really works you know mm-hmm. and to, for those who remember to remind everyone it he gets hit in the head but he goes he gets he loses his footing and then hits his neck on a rock which breaks his neck
4: mm-hmm.
3: and I that creates cool. a incidental act by Damien. He yeah. didn't mean to do it. What no, he didn't at? mean to
1: kill him because but he did throw the thing that hit him on the head and
3: then he tried right. it. Right. But in the movie, they take out the rock and Damien just hits him in the temple with his with a stick and kills him. Oh. Meaning Damien meant to, to to throw a killing blow, meaning it was an intentional kill. Oh, I don't like that.
2: Yeah. Certain certain choices. I'm like I'm it? sure it's still good.
3: Yeah, like and the ooh. It, so mm. it... They keep Deadwing though when he becomes Deadman, so I'm like, okay, well at least he kept the cool part, the part yeah. that came after that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the choice to remove that rock, just a little thing, just completely changes the context of that death, and it just doesn't, it doesn't work.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
3: a shame. Um, there are things though that really work. Um, they take out the fact that like the Justice League comes in at the end from Earth One to to fight off evil Superman. It's just Superman versus Superman um i thought that worked really well i really like what they do with anson mount's batman i think anson mount is a great batman and there's some really good emotion with him um, that he brings to that character uh and wonder woman is my favorite change because they make wonder I remember in the comic when before wonder woman gets knocked out uh and then brian butchiletto takes over wonder woman's very much like yeah clark go clark and like, she was like clark's cheerleader they yeah. remove that completely and make wonder woman like when superman goes too far wonder woman starts to think oh we're the bad guys we made a mistake
2: Oh, I kind of like Wonder Woman doubling down on her on her like I I, I don't know if I like that change.
3: I, I understand, but for the context of this movie, it was a change that worked for the movie. Oh, unlike sure, yeah. unlike what they did with Nightwing and Flash, it felt like that was this movie's story related needs that change. Mm-hmm. Um and I appreciated that and I thought it worked well with the story. Um the other two, whatever. Otherwise, it's a decent adaptation and it's a fun movie. So, yeah, it was good voice acting. I watched Spider-Man, the t- the same Raimi Spider-Man movie, the first one. That movie's really cool. That movie holds up so well.
2: We will talk about it soon.
3: Um, I want I, I have to show my um my girlfriend these movies because she hasn't seen the first two Raimi films. I was and she loved it. And uh, the the scene that got her was when Norman throws the pumpkin bomb and. Eviscerates the the board members mm-hmm. and like the skeleton shot, and she's like, "What the? How? What's this movie rated?" <laughs> it could get away with a lot in two thousand two. That well, was that
0: I was a, formula. That was a PG thirteen Mars Attacks move. Hell yeah, yeah,
3: that's true. It
4: was.
2: As long as there's honestly, one of the big things that I learned about the MPAA as long as there's no blood. They're pretty okay with people dying as long as it's not graphic so yeah. skeletons like oh it's spooky skeletons
0: are a-okay that's why a-okay. that's why
3: dune would the water burst out as a far more effective death oh yeah um yeah great movie but because i did something else i'll talk about in a minute i really wanted to watch guardians of the galaxy volume one the james gunn mcu film it's my second favorite mcu film i still really like that movie um that movie sings for me in a way that the uh, that a lot of other MCU films and the second guard especially just uh, like doesn't for me that movie is just so good. I really like what James Gunn brought to that movie, what Nicole Perlman brought to that movie. Um I think it is where I think it is certainly where Peter Quill is the best as a character. Um I think Chris Chris Pratt plays him the best in that movie. Um uh, I, I also think that a lot of the actors put in probably the best performances in that movie. Um, I don't know if I'm willing to stand uh, stand alone on that. Um, but I would I, say at this I moment... Think, I think so. Volume
2: 2 has better performances because it's much more of an emotional movie, in my, in
3: my opinion. Sure, I totally understand that. I'm not yeah. even going to fight it. I get yeah. it. Um, that's where I sit with that movie, and I, would, I don't feel strongly enough to debate it. Um, but I watched that because I played the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. You beat, beat it. it. <laughs> I started it. I beat it. I beat yeah, it.
2: I, I oh. haven't beat it, and I started it a week, a week ago.
3: Uh, I started it. I beat it. I started it again.
2: Oh, I love it. That's amazing. New Game
3: Plus? New Game Plus, yeah. Nice. Um, I, I was like, hey, Rocket is missing four costumes. Gotta go back in.
2: Gotta check those corners.
3: Um, I got a. I was able to explore a lot in that game, and so I, I did find most of the costumes, but I didn't finish them. So I was like, well... Time to go back into the game. Awesome game! That game rules. Uh, believe the hype, guys. I think uh, there is uh, there are some glitches that I experienced with the game. I do think the gameplay, uh, the fight, the, like the fights, are repetitive after a while, especially when it gets to the end of the game. But that is a fun game, and that is a great story. Um, especially if you can kind of get the guardians. It's choices, so you know sometimes the guardians are going to be on your side, sometimes they're not. You can play them, you know, either. And the, the the outcomes affect the ending of the, of the game, which I found really cool. Um, I played it so that the guardians like loved me, like I wanted to. I wanted to build that family unit, um, and that just made for a very fun experience. Uh, the story is one of the best uh, stories I've played. Um, admittedly, I don't play a lot of games, but I I do feel comfortable still saying that I really, really connected with the story on the visceral level. I cannot say enough good games about good things about that game. I've been thinking about very little but that game all week.
2: I too, I too, I will bounce off. I too have been playing that game, not not nearly as much. Um, I I think um, I think it has the best Gamora out of any any version that I've seen in any. Uh, I love Zoe Saldana, but um, like the comics are, are she's great, but like there's something about this Gamora that they've never done. Um, because generally, Gamora is, like, she's very stoic. Like, she, she doesn't want to, like, show the emotions. Because, like, who she, she was trained as a, an assassin and all that. Yeah. But, like, this Gamora, she is still the deadliest woman in the galaxy. She's still, like, the craziest fighter. But she's so funny. And she's so sarcastic. And she's so loving. But she can still turn into that deadliest warrior on a second. And, like, in a minute. And I'm like, I, I think this is the best Gamora that we've ever had. I mm-hmm. would Uh I would, I would argue some of the other Guardians too, but I think, I think the James Gunn movies doing really well. But Gamora, man, like I love, I love that character. Uh, her voice, the voice acting for the whole game is insane, but like her specifically, she's got like the raspy Scarlett Johansson thing that I love. So she's like, yeah, Peter, go get him. And I'm like, yeah, Gamora. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really, really good time. Hell
3: it's yeah. not a, it's not a spoiler to say that Mantis is in the game. Um, she's in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I really like how they portray Mantis. Very much, very much closer to the comic book, yeah, version of of Mantis, and not so much the James Gunn version, which always kind of irked me because I read that I read that volume before I saw that that
4: movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed this version of Mantis. I thought she was a lot of fun and a great inclusion to the game.
2: Yeah, um, just like just like Spider Man PS4, like like this really is like a perfect a perfect representation of one guardians of the galaxy and two marvel cosmic because Mm -hmm. the thing that it can do that the mcu can't do is it can just touch anything from the comics whatsoever so they have they boy does it this they touch any single thing you guys have read in a guardians of the galaxy comic is in this comic in some way or in this game in some way um they build this entire history of like the annihilation war that was 10 years ago um and they build up all this history and like it's just like uh it's so good and i talked to ben i want to try to get ben to play it for the show uh but scheduling's a bitch mm-hmm. um i think it's really special and um again i'm glad people are are receiving it well because that marketing didn't work
1: no, no i was even i was kind of like whatever i'm guardians of the galaxy but hearing so many people you guys included say how much this game is fun and how good it is and all the the comic stuff that's put into it it just makes me happy it's like man I probably should get this game. It's probably
2: not, gonna be... for, not for PS4 though.
1: Get on PS. No, 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 no. Uh, once, once again, all my PlayStation uh, purchases are going to be until I get that PS5. When is that going to happen? I don't know.
3: I will not spoil. Will not spoil. I can't. I don't. I would. I would hate myself forever if I did. Um, but there is a character in that film that I was shocked, and, and that movie that I was shocked to see in that movie, and uh, a game. It's called a game. That's what it's got. it's called. <laughs> Well, did, um, did
1: we, when we reviewed God of War, didn't we call God of War a movie once in a while? Because I feel like we made that, we did that.
2: That's, that's uh, a, yeah, it's, it's cinematic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. And when when like they mention uh the character, I was like, oh dang, let's go.
2: Yeah, a lot of a lot of really great stuff. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah. Uh, but that's my week. So Ryan, if you want to bounce off.
2: Hell yeah! I play Guardians of the Galaxy, and then I am continuing to watch Succession because the third season premiered a couple weeks ago. So I'm almost done with season two. Uh, Still one of the greatest shows ever made. Like for real. Like I now see like, uh, much like Guardians, Believe the Hype. uh, It won a bunch of Emmys last year. And now looking back, like it won like best actor and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. Um, There's just something you guys about watching people with unlimited money just do whatever they want, but also still try try to keep their humanity. Because like, you're just dealing with like, you're trying to buy a company for $25 billion. And it's just like, that's 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 too much money to even fathom and like it's just it's a, a show i've i i have never watched i've never seen it before like like it uh like i said it's like Step Brothers meets like hardcore drama uh and it's just so it's so silly at times and i posted a screenshot of a guy who's like i'm, I'm chasing pussy like a techno gatsby and i'm like jesus christ the show i it it's so sharp it's so fun uh, i love it so much um i'm still playing avengers um They have a bunch of new content coming out at the end of the month. There's a new raid with Claw and there's the new Spider-Man stuff. So I'm trying to level up some characters for in preparation of that. Um, I read X-Men number four, which is the spooky Halloween issue of X-Men. It was real fun. I read House of Slaughter number one. Hell yeah, guys. You like something to kill the children? How about if they killed some more things? Pretty good. Um, And I did some other stuff, I'm sure, but I don't remember. Go ahead, Ben. Oh, you're done! You did it! We All did right. it! We did We're it! Done. We're good! Oh, hold on, hold on! I did more! Hold on! I know I did something else. I did. Oh, I played a lot more No Man's Sky. That game still, still That's riding good. around on shy Halud.
3: just like wee. <laughs> good time. All right, shall we get into our bread and butter then? Um, some frustrating news. Just two bits. Two oh, bits. we'll me. get through it. And actually, do this in, in reversed order. Um, Chris Pat is Garfield. So, <laughs> oh, okay, so
1: <laughs> the freaking memes out of this damn
3: thing, because I remember seeing the Chris Pratt's Garfield news. And then, uh, by the way, right real quickly, Ben, I can't stop. I- I'm having such a hard time saying, not saying Crisp Rat. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go oh, ahead, ben. Ben. No, I thought this was fake
1: because I saw, <laughs> cause I, for some reason, I just thought so many people were still ragging on, on Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario in the upcoming movie. So they're just like Chris Pratt is now gonna voice uh Sailor Moon or Chris Pratt's gonna voice Clifford or some other bullshit somewhere that when I saw the Garfield one I'm like, oh look another meme. And then it turns out this is actually real and I don't like this timeline anymore. He's I not get the out
3: worst he's not the worst voice for Garfield, no, I guess. No. He's he's not the worst voice for Garfield at all. But he's
0: like he's like 50 down. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of people Way closer to the top. Here, it's, that should have been thought
2: of. Here's the thing: it's the one-two punch of he just got cast as Mario. That's what that's what this is. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, guys, there are other actors for real. The, there there are other actors. You don't. What's Bill Murray doing? He no. The there Coen Brothers other, can't trick well, him again. If, if
1: Bill Murray had, and if he did a, a joke in Zombieland where one of his regrets is Garfield, yeah, maybe I don't, Garfield. don't think they're gonna call him back for Garfield.
2: It's just um, like a, that's just a lazy choice. It just feels lazy because that's going to get people in the seats, right? Like I, when I think of Garfield, like that's not like I think of a Bill Murray or you know, something like a Danny DeVito, <laughs> someone maybe like 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 a nice like thick accent, not hey man, it's me, Chris Pratt. Like Argh! it's boring. It's just boring.
0: I think, I think this is going to end up backfiring in the long run. Not just like this specific movie, but like this constant go-to Chris Pratt casting yeah. is is eventually going to be like, oh, you mean like. That's that's not enough. Oops.
2: He, I mean, he, I, the internet has turned Chris. He is, it, he is he, he wasn't the best Chris. he, oh, never he had going a to be he had a bad 20. week. He, oh, he went to bed sad. Oh, Poor Chris. He, oh, yeah. poor
3: guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I still. Did really see, ben? Did you see that? See what? Did you see? It? There was a headline article. Chris Chris Rat Chris, Chris,
4: Ratt, Chris Ratt.
3: Um, went to bed sad because of the internet. It's the headline. That was the headline? Yeah, he was man. so sad.
2: Because people don't like don't like his Garfield and he and he and he puts out that, really gross
3: messages.
0: <laughs> and he put out a really gross message about his wife and yeah, yeah. his his son his... from his previous marriage.
1: Yeah. Hey, man!
2: Oh. It, 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 the time for Pratt is over.
1: Wait. There are so many other Chris's. Okay, now I'm scared to know about that message. Don't about worry about it. About yeah, it. I'm don't gonna worry about it. I was yeah. just gonna say it sucks because I still, looking back on, on, like, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, but before that, Parks and Rec, I loved him in Parks and Rec.
2: Yeah.
1: He was a. I freaking love um Andy Dwyer in that show, and now still, it's like
2: he's still funny on that show.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh yeah, the, this. Mm. Well, I don't know, we're
2: not gonna like, see it. It's also Garfield, so I don't give a shit. But now I like right, extra,
1: yeah. Extra I mean, I don't big care big about Gar, I don't care about Garfield at all. But even when I was playing uh, Mario with 3D Land, I'm just looking. I'm playing. The, there's cutscenes and there's story being told through just like actions and and like a feel that a little like, oh, or like little word like such a little dialogue. I'm like. Now I'm really nervous yeah, thing about Chris
0: Pratt. There was a lot of Chris Pratt discourse this week. And I think Chris the best course. summation and I think the best summation <laughs> is when someone said, When did the internet turn on Chris Pratt? And someone was like, It was the homophobia.
2: It was the
4: homophobia. It was the homophobia. And it was. And that's it. Was... it.
0: Like that's yep. all you need to know. It was the homophobia. And then it's just been a downhill slide from there.
3: Well, one more Guardians film, and maybe he's dead. <laughs>
0: Well,
2: we know Batista doesn't
0: care anymore.
3: That's true. Batista's already out.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not just one more Guardians film. It's um,
3: the holiday special Thor. too. It's
0: Thor also in the holiday
1: special.
3: Th- oh man, we got three of these motherfuckers. Oh, my <laughs> sorry, made <laughs> myself laugh. I'm
1: sorry, hey, we're um, minutes in. You can swear this this point. Look,
0: Batista. On, on the note of Batista, because I thought that like he was—he was not holding back while being in production on it it was like dang um he got his paycheck (laughs) yeah yeah uh i was i was just like you know if i were sold on the concept of this tragic backstory related to thanos and knew thanos was in the movies and then i never even faced thanos i'd be pissed too Mm
4: -hmm.
0: (laughs) so i don't blame him
4: brandon
2: brandon how good is drax in that game so good right i can understand because like all the nuance that Batista doesn't have is in this game. Yeah. Um. So like I I get it.
3: Um. I even think Batista's good as Drax. I just think yeah. now that I've now look the the game reminded me of that comic,
2: uh-huh. and I,
3: like now that I'm remembering the comic, I'm like, oh man. Oh right, he has potential.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, some frustrating news for me because I re- I got uh list year, I guess um really into the Mighty Ducks franchise um, more mm-hmm. so than Ben. I've mm-hmm. seen more Mighty Ducks than Ben. Um, um, <laughs> are I, they uh, the Mighty Ducks yet? They are, in fact, the Mighty Ducks now. Um, <laughs> are they anymore? Go ahead. Emilio Estevez. Oh, boy. Refused to get vaccinated. <laughs> oh, no. And he's been fired from Mighty Ducks season two. What a,
2: Bombay. What wine. a Gordon Bombay move, if I've
3: ever heard one.
2: His character should die of COVID. Oh, my God. Yeah. I said, just die.
3: <laughs> I said, recast him with his dad. Put Martin Sheen in there.
4: Why no, are you 40 his,
0: years older? I think I think his character should die of covid. I think that we shouldn't even like be around the bush about it. It should just be like, yeah, you know, why is the actor not on the show? It's cuz he wouldn't get vaccinated. So it's cuz he's stupid. COVID.
3: <laughs> I where they left Gordon Bombay and the rest of those characters. I'm so upset. I was so upset. I was like, really you had to be the anti-vaxer.
2: So like I had, so like i been, don't spoil the show, but like they need him, right? Is he he he's essential, right? Yeah. All right, so that show's cancelled, right?
3: No, I I I no I'm sure they'll a they, we'll the way canceled. around it. I, I I You're not gonna
0: you're not gonna have a successful first season and be like, sorry, all you kids who just got your big break. That's F true. you because no, of Emilio right. Estevez
2: hating do, to get uh, a needle in his arm. They'll do Roseanne without Roseanne.
0: Yes, exactly. right,
3: yeah. The yeah, Connors. The, yeah. the Connors Went for a far longer time than I thought. Good for them. Um Made a lot of money. It, oh, yeah. While,
0: while Emilio Estevez's character might have been important to the first season, like Emilio Estevez is not the Mighty Ducks.
3: No. That's yeah, true.
0: So they'll be fine.
3: Neither are the Mighty Ducks.
0: They made the right call. <laughs> if he refused to get vaccinated, didn't want to be safe, especially when you are working with With children. Who cannot get vaccinated yet. Bruh. No. I'm glad they fired him. Good.
3: Yeah, me too good I'm, I'm i'm upset they did it because i like that show but good for good i'm good i'm glad they stuck to their guns honestly like yeah vaccine mandates this is definitely a you
1: are the chosen one moment because damn it yeah no we got
3: cobra kai <laughs> um did you know that ralph Macchio next is 60 week.
0: next week's
4: bad yeah. news
3: <laughs> next week's bad news ralph Macchio anti-vaccine oh God. Okay, well. <laughs>
1: I think I told you guys this on the text thread, but I know I told Brandon this for sure. Weeks ago, when they had the big premiere for uh, Dancing with the Stars, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who plays the, the main sensei in um, Karate, the Cobra Kai sensei, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Creese? I don't know the, the older, actor. The older guy. You know, you know, like the, the, the main dude.
3: I don't know like, the actor. His character's uh, name is
1: Creese. Okay, yeah. So yeah, he get, he's on Dancing with the Stars. He walks into the ballroom and he's like, "Is there fear in those?" He's freaking hamming it up, and it was, and he everyone was in the ballroom was like, "No, sensei." And he wasn't that good of a
0: dancer, but whatever. Anyways, no.
1: I thought that was funny because you know everyone was really? like, "Oh my god, yeah,
0: yeah." It's always cool when you get a second, fifteen seconds of fame.
1: Yeah,
3: thirty
2: whole seconds.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right. But anyways, casting, yeah, moving on. Some casting news. Oh. Remember when um Zack Snyder said he pitched a Star Wars movie and now it's at Netflix under a different name? Hell yeah. Well, he's cast Sophia Botella as the lead. Yo man, he gets got, he gets he gets good actors for his he movies. Yeah. I love Sofia Botella. Um truthfully, I like the idea of him going back to doing a space opera. I'm I'm mm-hmm. into that. I'd love to see what that looked like. Um yeah, bring it on. It's called yeah, Rebel yeah, I, Moon. I, I,
0: I'm glad it's not actual Star Wars, so as long as it's not that I'm cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he himself, um, I may have some problems with how he makes his movies, but I cannot deny that he is a, a cinephile. Um, you know, he's bringing, like, the Kurosawa back to Star Wars, even though it never left. But still, like, you know, whatever. You want to do Seven Samurai with in space? Do it. Whatever. It,
0: it, it, it left a little.
3: A little bit. It's well, back now.
0: Literally all of
2: Clone Wars is not Kurosawa.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. <laughs> Okay. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is a new live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs film um, coming, uh, which is directed by Mark Webb. This is from Disney. This is the Disney one.
2: Spider-Man, man!
3: And Rachel Ziegler has already been cast as Snow White.
2: Well, Staria this lady. week,
3: this week we found out that Gal Gadot is in talks to play the Evil Queen. She's in Final Negotiations. She
2: is Evil Queen. It makes sense. I, I can live with that. I'm good cool with that. In-
3: Lean into that evilness.
1: Um I wanna see Gal Gadot play play a bad guy.
0: Do you think they'll let her be a gross witch?
1: No. I think she will be it for five
2: seconds and then she'll be hot the whole movie. I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. think that's uh, more likely too. They'll give her like a like a a, a inch longer nose and then go, no, never mind. Yeah, no, <laughs> too ugly.
3: Snow White, that's the one with the yeah. apples, right? Yeah. I
0: yeah. wanna hear I wanna hear her old hag
3: impression. <laughs> <laughs> I just want her to go.
2: What? The thing I like, I Snow White's not like a property I super care about, but the thing that interests me about this movie because it's a big, su- like, big expensive live action movie, they're gonna cast all those dwarves as like really famous comedians and shit. So I'm really excited to start seeing casting for all those characters.
0: Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. me
2: too. If
0: it'll yeah. look something like uh, the casting for the other one with Kristen Stewart, where they had Snow like, White Hos- where they had Bob Hoskins and Nick Frost
3: and uh, um, In the Chain. uh, Ian
0: Yep. Oh and, um, right. Oh, oh right. and um and Billy Oh hold on. I'll find Billy Connolly? Yeah, Billy Connolly.
4: Yeah. yeah. those
0: were great. Huntsman. Those were great dwarves. They weren't the Disney dwarves, but they were great dwarves.
1: Chris <laughs> I mean, Hemsworth yeah. was the husband in that one. All oh, right. Yeah, no, we know we know that. It. Yeah.
0: it almost made him quit.
1: Yeah. Oh god, that's right, it did. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: Winter's, right. Winter's
3: war. Um Netflix has, has cast a uh, Firelord Ozai for their live action Avatar: The Last Airbender film series. Sorry, um, Daniel Day Kim. It's this
4: Fire is Lord great Ozai. casting.
0: This I is have, awesome casting. I have little faith right now in that show, but this is great casting.
2: Yeah, I I just I'm I'm I agree. I'm trying to hold the faith. So like seeing this, I'm like, oh shit, the dude rules. Oh, Netflix. Though. Yeah, that
1: that show I'm kind of. No, this is the one that made the two
3: the two guys leave.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know this is the one that made the 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 create the original creators leave. But at the same time, Daniel Day Kim as Fire Lord Ozai, it's like,
2: yes. um, you, well, we'll, we'll wait for a trailer.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, They've already cast...
2: Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop like look is looking sick. So like you
3: know, yeah, but Cowboy Bebop has the original creator as a consultant.
0: Yeah, no, I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right um he joins the, he joins
0: just it is notable that they left the netflix show and they were like you know i feel like that was really dirty let's clean ourselves up by making a ton more avatar projects over at nickelodeon because that was that was a bad experience i'm glad that and like yeah. so like i don't have a lot of faith right now in it. i'll tell you
2: what uh i i i wonder if we would have gotten new avatar stuff if this didn't fail so hard for them Cause they're oh, like, no. oh, so like it's a blessing in disguise almost. We, maybe we
0: wouldn't we wouldn't be getting it this soon. I think I think it might have happened eventually still. Yeah, but but I don't think it would have happened now. Uh, because blessing staying developing on that. Yeah. I think that is a nice blessing. But like, I just I. I wouldn't feel as shitty if we didn't already have a shitty Last Airbender adaptation, and if we're just going to have a second one, I'm going to be like,
4: Ugh, it's,
1: a- it's gonna, it's gonna be a bomb, bomb. Yeah. Oh! <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: what are you talking about? There's no other Avatar adaptation besides the ben, show.
0: Ben, we can't pretend. <laughs> okay, <fine. laughs> we live, we live in a hellscape. We can't pretend. Right.
3: Okay. He, he joins the already cast of Gordon Cormier, Dallas Liu, uh, Kia Wontio and Ian Ousley as Aang, Zuko, Katara, and Sokka, respectfully. So.
4: I, it,
2: it, it is I mean, there's still a little bit of coolness that, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's happening, but, like, we know the circumstances behind it, so, you
3: know. Oh, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh,
1: yeah. Daniel Kim is Ozai. That's so cool, though. Yeah, but
2: he's barely, he's not even in most of
3: the first part, so it doesn't even matter.
1: I don't care. Just seeing those <laughs> They're gonna put all three
3: books. They're gonna put all three books in one. That's the series.
1: Can't we can't?
3: This isn't the Eternals, we can't do it. All right, um, oh, oh, oh. the foreshadowing the MCU Halloween special is moving forward. Um, <laughs> the MCU Halloween special, yes, yeah, the Werewolf by Night. Where it's rumored, it's rumored to be Werewolf by Night. We know it's Werewolf by Night, okay? Um, we've we've, we've now talked,
0: we've talked about this like four times on have, this
3: podcast. <laughs> um, we now know that the lead character will be played by gail garcia bernal
0: hell
2: yeah um uh,
3: deadline deadline makes the wording clear that he's been cast as the lead in the halloween special is he's the guy he's he's the guy in werewolf by night
2: um this guy is awesome uh i think he's most recent movie he was in old he was in the new am night yep. movie old and i didn't see old but he's a terrific talent uh he's also uh latina so like that's <laughs> like that's awesome so like I it that feels like we didn't know the direction the character's going. It's probably werewolf put, by night, baby.
0: Put put money on it now, brothers blade is in that Halloween special.
3: Oh yeah.
0: That, oh yeah. That, Moon Knight. Bet. I'll oh,
3: tell yeah. you what though. I wouldn't put it past him because he showed up somewhere I didn't expect. Spoilers. <laughs>
4: um
3: right, anyway. Uh so so um oh. that's cool. They were looking at um the guy from In the Heights and Transformers: Rise of the Beats, Beasts Beast when we last heard. Uh, mm, so.
0: Okay. Oh right.
3: Cool. 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 <laughs> and then another rumor. And then this is a rumor. Uh, there were a couple of MCU rumors that I didn't really bring up, but uh, one that I want to talk about was that supposedly Jim Carrey has been cast as Modok in the She-Hulk TV series.
2: I did not hear. I did not hear this one, I this. and I do not believe it. I don't believe you. I definitely do not believe this whatsoever.
3: You want to know where this came from? No. Yeah, no, is it like
2: MCU bullshit oh. news? Is it
3: Reddit. a nerdy? Reddit, no. Reddit.
2: <laughs> no, no thanks.
3: That, yeah, I, I wanted to bring it up because I actually kind of like this. I'd be into that.
2: Oh, I the casting would be fine. That that I highly unlikely. Yeah.
3: Okay. A lot for, of a
2: lot of rumors. This one doesn't feel remotely like it would actually happen.
1: Yeah. Sure. I just wish I had a giant
3: salt rock for every time we had a rumor. I would just pick
1: up and be like the grain of salt.
3: Yeah, I the want to point is, out. Like, I want to point out, Ben. You wouldn't get a lot of use out of that one because all the rumors that we talked about for Spider-Man No Way Home ended up being here's true. Here's the thing: the, <laughs> the
2: last couple of years of rumors, like 90 percent of them are true. Uh, this one, especially because it's from Reddit, like this one just feels like She-Hulk. Why would Modok show up in She-Hulk unless it's just like a weird joke? Like it just seems like a weird. That seems like it's out of left field. He's going to show up
3: like. Remember Zola she, wasn't the the face yet, uh, yeah. the first one. He's going to show up like that and then become the head.
2: He's just going to be the doctor. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, that's so silly. I can't believe it.
3: All right. Well, let's move on then. Yo, they uh, didn't
0: release, speaking of stuff, they didn't release any Spider-Man poster today. No, they didn't. You fell for a fake account. That's a fan-made poster. I looked at it.
2: The one that's released today?
0: Yeah. Just now? That, the one you retweeted? That Yeah. Wasn't real. That's so sad. Oh, the, the one Doc, with Doc Ock? The, the Doc Ock with the holding the masks? Wow, that's a fan. I I double check. That's that's a amazing. Fan made poster, not real.
3: Wow. Well, is the trailer still coming out tomorrow? Let's be no. It is. You're not.
1: right.
0: No, it
2: is right. You're right. Oh, they they faked it. They faked me. I know. Wait, I
0: felt I fell for yeah. it when I saw you retweet it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh dang. And then I looked, and I'm like, wait.
2: No, they, they released another poster. No, they released another poster today. They actually released a real one today. That's the one that I'm talking about with Green Goblin in the background. They released an official Bro, one today.
1: Did you oh, tweet that one?
2: That. I yeah weird. I didn't retweet that one, but that one is official. Because I was like, there's definitely it. a poster that got released today that's real. It's
3: there real. has been there has been a a poster uh, floating around uh marketing that hasn't been released to the public. Well, not really. Um, it, it's got the Doc Ock arms in the frame with uh, yeah. Tom Holland Spider Man.
0: Yeah, and Spider-Man. yeah that is, one. This is this is the
2: real one. This is yeah. like on a bus.
3: Yeah,
4: this yeah,
2: is yeah. This one I saw today too. Yeah, that one has Green Goblin Lily in the background.
3: Uh yeah, that one's that one's been just, have been seen on bus stops and buses in general.
2: They're just telling us green goblins and I love it. I love it. Uh,
3: well we saw that we saw the movie no, presentation.
2: I know, but like they're showing that and he's like, it is the goblin design from Spider-Man one. Yeah. I,
3: I just I just remember remember thinking to our to watching the movie one being like, Oh, they're just telling you now.
2: Oh yeah, uh Sparks. When you when you saw the movie, did they have like the Spider-Man thing before just saying stuff about the movie? Mm. Oh yeah, they were I won't repeat it, but they're like, Yeah, this villain's in it, this villain's in it, this villain's in it, who have not been confirmed yet. Uh oh. it's it's wild. <laughs> it was Which the was...
3: it was the newbie
1: thing.
2: Yeah, it was Maria oh, Menuno's. Okay. No, yeah. we
1: didn't have that. Yeah. It wasn't Maria, it was these other
0: guys, but still. There's it some like... podcasters. Good for them, by the way. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but still, it's like, oh dude, spoilers.
0: It's crazy. That trailer's right. gotta drop soon.
3: Probably. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened this week, honestly. I'm
0: I'm almost that was certain. Cool. Now the Morbius cool. trailer is out of the way. Eternals. Yes.
3: All right. Uh, maybe they'll release it before the movie. So you get the trailer and then you see the movie. Um, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no Lord. All right. Um, Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino are teaming up once again um, mm. for the third time wow. to create a new shared horror comic universe. Um, this will be a series of miniseries, graphic novels, hardcovers, maxi series. All drawn by Andreas Sorrentino, all written by Jeff Lemire, um, connected in a similar mythology, but not not like more Black Hammer, less Gideon Falls, is what we're looking at. So
2: uh, he's yes, but more actually kind of like what um, Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips are doing with all of their interconnected side stories, right? Sure, yeah. Like pulp, all uh, all of my heroes are junkies. Um, All those books are set within the same universe but disconnected. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like he's doing that, but for horror. And I'm like, I, the, everyone loves both these creators. So like, everyone I love oh, Gideon yeah.
3: falls. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Uh, so if they're going back to horror, I'm, I'm there. Um, it's going to start with the passageway in June, 2022. Um, and then followed by 10,000 black feathers, which is a miniseries. So the first one's a graphic novel. This one's a mini series um, in September.
2: Nice. I love it. There you go. More Sorrentino, baby.
3: Yeah. Um, one rumor that came out is a Darth Maul animated series is potentially in development. Do, do, do,
1: do. I would love that. Uh, I too. would
2: I would like it. When,
3: um, when
2: when when would it take place? We've seen so much of that Mother Effort's life.
3: It would it would take place uh before um when he's with Crimson Dawn but but before he leads Crimson Dawn.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: So it's it's um after Revenge of the Sith and before Solo.
2: Got it. It leads into solo
3: yeah got it i'm still i still want to know how so how solo got to rebels honestly that's the one that's the leap that i want to know i get the crime boss one i want to yeah. know how he became the old man sure we got uh, we gotta
0: wait
2: we gotta wait for more 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 shows
3: that'll be the sequel series that never happens no sorry that'll be the sequel series that happens in live action with ray park returning to play old man mall. mall old man mall yeah but Sam Witwer is the voice, not Peter Serafinowicz.
2: Oh my god! No, you have to get Peter back just, just, out of spite to help him.
3: No, because you got Peter Serafinowicz back for the for solo, but then redubbed him with Sam oh, Witwer that's, after.
2: That's right. Wild Hollywood's weird.
3: <laughs> Hollywood's weird. Um, and then some actually good news: Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed to two thousand twenty-two. Good, fun. Um, video delayed. game videos game delays always, are always a good thing
1: mm-hmm. hey it means that they just need to make it make that polish better and I'm okay with waiting a little while longer I've waited how many years for Kingdom Hearts 3
0: <laughs> not very patiently let's be honest <laughs> I still waited
1: I, I mean, when they, when they announced, what choice when they, did you have
0: Ben <laughs> when they
1: announced hey did I go on gaming twitter and bitch and moan when they announced the delay no I did not
0: no you I, came here
1: did I still bitch and moan though Yes. <laughs>
0: no, oh, yeah, definitely. because He, he
3: like, has the receipts.
0: My my Christmas wish this year is Kingdom Hearts 3 next year. My wish didn't come true, but damn it, next year.
3: <laughs> One year he was right.
0: Ben, we've all been here. Who are you tried to fool?
3: <laughs> the past the Mag past. has been here the whole time, too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mag's, Mag is. Yeah, all right. Guess what time it is? It's uh eleven oh two. Is it? Yeah, that's too far off. Um, well, I got right in front of me. Oh, my goodness, trailers! Yes, yes,
1: thank god.
3: Um, no. it wasn't a big news week unless I missed something huge.
1: No.
3: Um, all right,
2: oh, we're just making, we're just making, we're just messing with a bad mag. Don't worry about
3: it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Mag asked what happened. I'm not gonna pull it up. <laughs> um, um. Sparks, you and I have seen Jujutsu Kaisen.
0: Yes. I have Don't not have... finished the season, but
4: I've seen
3: most. Neither have I. But what did you think of the prequel movie trailer?
0: I like the animation. A lot, of a lot. <laughs> I, oh, also I'm
2: going to yes. watch this the show okay. now because this trailer was effing wild. And after watching Demon Slayer and I'm like, I can use more cool sword stuff.
0: Bro, you are you are primed from what oh, you've said prize. about Demon Slayer for Jujutsu Kaisen. The the crossover between the audiences for that is strong. Cool monster um, stuff. I
2: didn't realize was like in the show. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think you would really like Jujutsu Kaisen. I need to finish that that season, which is on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm pumped for this movie.
4: Um, yeah, that's uh, that's how. Fan yeah, this is it.
0: this is probably going to motivate me to like finish that show soon. Not too soon, but soon. Yeah,
4: that's and how this is it. it
1: oh no i was gonna say fanny also watched *Jujutsu kaisen she hasn't seen this trailer yet i don't even know if she knows it's gonna happen but it's also that's another anime that she's like hey you should probably watch *Jujutsu kaisen it's really freaking
3: good so this is in so this is in continuity this is a prequel to the tv series uh to the anime um and we get to see the the panda bear ju- uh, fighter i thought that was cool because i met him uh, in the show
2: uh, panda bears are real cool and he's like a like a, a, a fighter i'm like into it i'm into it
3: yeah um yeah i'm totally gonna go back and finish that show because i i i think i'm a little behind you sparks but i watched a lot of it
2: is it just one season so far
0: yes easy easy very easy um it's a it's a yeah it's easy
3: that um,
1: on my docket after bebop. bebop
3: resident evil welcome to raccoon city
2: this was just like a, like a one minute trailer right yeah yes. okay this was good sparks you're right
0: good 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 tone good yeah. spooky stuff
3: yeah, this was, like... this
0: was my favorite trailer for this movie by far.
3: Yeah, I like this trailer a whole lot. This actually got me pumped for the movie. Nice. Um, I really like how it's cut. Um, I really like um, all the monster designs, I'm really enjoying
0: there's there's some some in this that we didn't see before that are like practicals instead of cgi that i'm like oh i'm i'm into this i'm digging this
2: i the thing that I, that uh, really excites me about like they're really digging into the lore of like the spencer family and like the origins of umbrella and like experimenting on his own family which turned into zombies and stuff like all that stuff is awesome again like the issue tasty and like you see like like the and i'm like yeah it's all good shit like stuff that like you you don't really need in a resident evil thing uh, but like they care about the lore enough, it looks like. Uh, so I'm really, I'm really stoked.
3: Yeah, me yeah. too. Stranger Things four. Holy shit, these kids are old. Yeah, they're <laughs> getting really
2: old. <laughs> same haircuts, Damn. man. Will and Mike, same haircuts. God, we remember one of the first things we reviewed was like Stranger Things, like five years ago. We we
1: binged it. We oh, reviewed we it five
2: years ago. Uh, these kids dude, are like the I remember... same age. <laughs> I
1: remember five years ago singing in a movie theater. I don't know what movie it was, but there was a trailer for Stranger Things, and all three of us were like, "Man, I cannot wait to see that show!" And then we binged it, and it was one of the best things I, I watched I, in all of that I entire year. I can't believe. I think it looks good. Like it's
2: it's it's still kind of like a teaser. It doesn't show you a lot, like you know, eighties uh, high school, um, Russia stuff.
1: Uh, um, season three was the one that took place during yeah, it was the one that took place during Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I watched that entire season in one day. We did our,
3: our Fake Nerd that's the first Fake Nerd's watch that was on. Yeah, it was. Wasn't I like that season. That was a good season. Yeah. yeah. i w mean, I'm ready for more.
0: I, I am ready for more. I'm definitely intrigued by the fact that Stranger Things seems to have created this like weird motif where it's always set during like some kind of season, mm-hmm. seasonal event. I mean, we had Christmas, then Halloween, then Fourth of July, and now spring break.
4: Mm-hmm. Spring break. Mm, you're right. Uh,
3: all the characters coming back. I like I like all these, all the ones I saw, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, all right, you, all right, you. Yeah,
2: and and I think it's been enough time where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm ready, I'm ready for more. I'm yeah. excited.
3: Uh, the kids definitely look a lot older than they probably would have because of the pandemic. The latest yeah. filming the show. It, oh, yeah.
2: I think it's yeah, Will, Will, his hair does not match the, his age. No, at all, whatsoever. He got, he got
0: way tall. It's
2: he not got, working zoop. anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> fascinating to
3: watch. Yeah. All right. Uh Eight bit Christmas. I'm actually a little surprised you wanted this one on here, Sparks.
0: I don't know why. It's uh, it's mostly f- like for Ben, but I think it's I, it's well within it, our realm of talking. About he, it. it feels it's like a, a, it, Christmas. It feels movie like about trying to get a Nintendo. It feels
2: like a Christmas story, but like both video games instead.
1: It's jingle all yeah. the way.
2: Yeah. yeah, it is
1: jingle all the way, but with a Nintendo. And actually, I saw I when i saw this on the, on the thing i was like oh damn they actually did put this on here because i wasn't I, gonna say i just found this on a trailer on my, on my facebook page and i just watched it and i'm like mm, okay that seems that that's nice he's neil patrick harris as a kid trying to get a nintendo i've been there before and uh i yeah, remember he's... when i was
3: neil patrick harris trying to get a nintendo yeah me too
0: i love that it's a period piece christmas movie mm-hmm. and yeah. it is because mm-hmm. the, the, i love the the, the, bit 80s. With the late 80s um mm-hmm. And then uh, I also love that it's doing like the good kind of narrator of a story thing, where like you have got the bit where it's like you were wearing a helmet. Yes, I, helmet. yes. And it, that that's the kind of if that <laughs> if this movie's full of that kind of like rewriting of events as he tells the story, great. I'm yeah, sorry. an unreliable I, I that yeah. kind of stuff.
2: Unreliable narrator. Like, oh wait, was it like a blue shirt, and then immediately changes. Right. Like,
0: or, that's or, or, cool. or like. Yeah. Or, like, where he's, like, super exaggerating the violence about wanting to get a Nintendo. It's like, is that really how oh, it happened? yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, was- I saw an old lady put someone in the
2: throat. Yes, yeah. yes like, like, 100%. I, I'm not, I'm, like, you guys know me. Like, I'm not really big into Christmas movies, but, like, this, this like, I like the Christmas story a lot. So, like, this feels like, this is charming, and I like Neil Patrick Harris. And I'm like, it seems like a cool, fun story where, like, because it's an unreliable narrator, things are
1: constantly changing throughout the story. And that seems like mm-hmm. this, like a good time. No, I also love how the daughter is also like what and he's like yeah he just got real <laughs> I just like the reactions and or, or like when Neil Patrick Harris was trying to figure out what year it was and she's like that I was like okay fine the late 80s but this this trailer is like this does look like a cute Christmas movie and I kind of want to see this I'm glad it's on HBO max I don't have to go to the theaters I could just watch oh, it here at home HBO Max okay yeah it's it's not getting attached which I, I'm okay with I find might watch it for free maybe yeah i'll i'll, I'll probably get this to watch because when i saw this i'm like they just put that on there because they know
0: i'm nostalgic bitch and i love nintendo
1: <laughs> i to do because i'm wearing I, the goddamn shirt and the hat too i think i i, I do think that.
0: it's a good i do think it's a good trailer though yeah, yeah. I, I i love i love unreliable narrator like on purpose comedy films mm-hmm. where where they make them mess with with the story as they go so i hope the movie's full of that kind of bit yeah
1: mm-hmm. And also funny enough, back then in the in the late 80s, after eighty-five and like eighty six, eighty seven, Nintendo's were stupid hard to get, kind of like how Wii's were back in 06 when that first came out. Oh, Switches. Lord.
4: Yeah. So
1: pretty much when a new Nintendo when a Nintendo console of that magnitude comes out, it they're so hard to find. So of course, I mean maybe in like 15, 20 years we'll probably see people making it's Christmas movies about them trying to get a Wii or something. Who knows? Well,
2: I mean, honestly, right now people can't get PS5s. So
1: yeah, <laughs> but there's a reason for that. It's because of a chip shortage. That's true.
3: All right, Morbius. Unless you have more, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm done. No, no, no. Not you. Him. Oh. Which one? The sparks.
0: Oh. oh, I was just, I was just really quickly like looking at who wrote it and if I could find uh, like things they've done before, but I can't.
2: Might be oh. new, new people's. Who new people? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Kevin Kevin Jakubowski wrote this movie. Good
2: job, mm. Kevin.
4: Oh, it's based on a book.
3: Oh, oh. a book. Hmm. Cool. A book, you say?
0: Speaking yeah, of books. based on based upon his novel of the same name. So oh. the writer of the novel wrote this movie. That's cool. Oh, that's cool.
4: That's, that's cool.
3: You probably got
0: a oh, big right? old big old check for that. Hell yeah. yeah. Um
3: Good for him. I guess speaking of books, Ryan. <laughs> Comic Mor- books. Morbius. Mor- more. Bookius? More More Morbius. Listen, guys.
2: Morbius. Real quick. Uh, something. Something i'm on twitter a lot right and this week was super interesting with the eternals coming out and like all these movies happening and then the morbius trailer came out and everyone was just shitting so hard on it super hard and then i watched it and i'm like man people are just so caught up in themselves sometimes i really think so i don't think this trailer looks bad at all i think it looks totally fine if this were released in 2005 uh and people would eat it up i think it looks totally cool i like the look of his powers i don't care about jared Leto very much uh but like I don't care about the the Sony stuff anymore. I don't care about anything Marvel stuff. I'm just like, well, it's a movie that's coming out. I think it looks pretty cool. I like vampires a lot. That's where I'm coming from. I mean,
1: when we see him as, like, the vampire part, I mean, like, that's pretty I think scary. That's look, really scary. I think he looks insanely good. I think Morbius himself looks awesome.
3: Like, I, I also agree with you that I really like how they visualize his powers. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I like that. And I'm actually, I mean, once we go see it, I'm prom- I'm, I'm like, all right. Because at first point I was expecting this trailer to, to crash and burn, but I saw like actually looks pretty damn good. <laughs> I because I, I laughed like, like, so,
3: I like that like joke at the end.
1: Yeah, oh, Ven- Venom Two opened my mind.
2: Uh, I like. I, right. I don't think it's a great joke, but like, uh, it, I think people are just like overly hateful for sometimes.
3: Uh, I want to know what Sparks has to say. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I think like visually, like the the conceptualization of what he's doing, like it all looks cool. Like, mm-hmm. I like the look of all the powers and everything. There's just nothing about the story that interests me, necessarily.
4: Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Like, yeah, like, bet, like yeah.
0: it's, it's, it feels paint-by-numbers Yeah. as a, like, I know this story already, and so there's nothing drawing me to the plot. It looks exactly
2: like the plot of Venom 1, where there's an evil scientist guy who's going to yeah. want to get the power of our hero.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I,
4: yeah,
2: I agree with and, that. And, I,
0: and that bums me out. Like, I'm like, I, I want there to be something of meat on the bones, and, like, visually... The, the only thing that's really grabbing me is the vampire. yeah, powers. Mm-hmm. how they look. like that does look good. and that's kind of the only thing getting me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing like i'm I'm not that big a fan of of Leto Matt, uh, what and, about and, Matt and,
2: Smith like, and or Jared uh, Jared I'll, uh, I'll, Harris.
0: like they don't mean anything to me right no, now because oh, they're just there. Uh, like it it all is is emptiness. Uh, that that that's not a like, oh, what will the movie be? It's just that this is the second trailer I was hoping I... I was hoping the story would have something to grab me. And mm-hmm. it, it, it I don't think it does. It yeah. doesn't mean that the movie will necessarily disappoint. I just don't think that I'm going to get anything that's going to hook me. Um, and that's thats a bummer. I want more than than just what you'd Morbious.
2: expect. More um, BS. Uh,
0: but yeah, I hate the joke at the end. Yeah. That's 100%. Uh, is... I, 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 I fully agree with like the people who are on Twitter who are saying, I'm a Marvel character you've never heard of. Just kidding. I'm another Marvel character you've absolutely <laughs> never heard of.
4: People um, yeah.
2: with a Venom. Morbius, I get. Venom is, like, one of the most popular characters of the 90s.
0: But, no, I get you. I'm saying in the context of the world. Like, People know who Venom is. No, they don't. They don't have a name for Venom in, in the Sony world. They don't know hmm. who his name. When That's he goes, true. I'm Venom, like...
3: That's actually true. There is nothing in those movies where, they, where they're like, hello, my name is Venom. What's up?
0: That's the thing is that, like that's why I hate the joke is because like it's not like venom is known like oh criminals are afraid of venom if anything they're afraid of like the lethal protector like they they don't know this bit where he goes I am venom like he, it's like morbius has seen the movie <laughs>
3: well, so, okay, I, I wouldn't so. be
0: shocked I wouldn't be shocked
2: if if the movie morbius acknowledges venom happening
3: okay you know what so I mean? I'm try- okay so this film, this trailer personified chaotic Sony energy to me. Like this is Sony just like, uh, yeah, we're just we're just unhinged throwing Raimi Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man uh, uh Oscorp, um Venom, uh MCU Spider-Man. I'm like, what are you doing, man? I don't I, I'm kind of into it. That's
2: why I that's why I like it, because it's like they don't they don't seem to care and that like makes me happy because that's, i'm sure kevin feige is pulling his hair out and i'm just like yes. sometimes I, sometimes i also <laughs> like chaos i get it
3: i like the 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 chaotic sony energy i then the re, kind of the reason why venom like irks me a bit is the first one is is, is that it wasn't like sony just being like yeah try and stop us it was really just like, this could work in the MCU, right? This could work in the MCU. And that's why I like Venom a little, Venom 2 more. One of the many reasons why I like Venom 2 more. But Morbius was the personification of like, uh, we don't even care if you consider us MCU. We're just doing this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm past the point of just like hating things unnecessarily. And like, I agree with Sparks. Like, it, it could be totally an uninteresting movie, but like, I give credit where it's due. Like I don't think this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You know, like some oh, people no, not at all. I think some people on the internet are are just very I mean, we're going to talk about The Eternals I, today, my if friends. If I were
0: if I were going to want to see a Morbius movie, visually this is how I'd want to see Morbius look. Yeah. 100%, I don't disagree with that at all. And and truly the only part of the trailer I didn't like, like really didn't like, like I was I'm not interested in the story, but the only part I didn't like is that joke. I just thought that joke was like
4: yeah. mind-numbingly yeah. stupid yeah. um
0: every other like screw you marvel reference that they're throwing out i'm like oh no man i'm not fighting you but <laughs> that last <laughs> one pissed me just
4: off just do it
3: um grayson
4: hey a good grayson. friend grayson
3: uh, oh, 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 oh. Sorry, sorry brandon hit this oh sit you again. got it yeah yeah uh
1: uh Jason says the way I understand this the Sony trailers is a bit of Ryan Reynolds energy, but also listening to the audience theories and is just like, I like this, but this is the spider-verse. It's well, but yeah. like
3: more why would Morbius be the See, that's the thing that I like, that I'm kind of like having fun with this trailer. Like, it, how would this be Brandon. the spider-verse?
0: Well, because Brandon, it opens up a web of possibilities. He said, oh, it. Wow. He said it.
3: He said it. He, he said, said it. Jared
1: said it himself. I oh. I. I oh wait oh it's, god that's why that so was
0: and weird <laughs> uh, i think more than anything is just like i don't i don't know what it means like we're all kind of i feel like we're all waiting for the bow to break to like show us exactly what the future of spider-man is but we won't know until after no way home
4: yeah
0: oh Ty tyrese is in this thing. movie and i, I want to support tyrese yeah like i don't care what <laughs> robot you, arm what what we're doing now yeah he's got the robot arm i don't care really what what we're going to be doing at this point like you know the mcu will always be the mcu i only care about like what is this going to do to mcu spider-man that's all i care about because like i don't want to lose mcu spider-man i just mean like the greater business context not that the morbius film is responsible for like continuity Mm -hmm. bullshit that's not what i mean yeah um that's the only part of like the sony kerfuffle i care about make your weird morbius movie i hope i hope it's worth watching i don't know if it is right now other than the visuals Uh, if you guys are
2: interested in a modern morbius comic vita ayala wrote a pretty decent run
0: Oh yeah. Good call. Yep.
3: Moon night. Moonfall. Moon's That's haunted.
0: Moody? Moonfall? Moonfall. Uh uh no. Moon Moon has a monster in it. Moon Monster.
1: <laughs> Moon's got a monster in it. Moon's That's haunted. This, Moon's got a monster. This,
2: so Roland Emmerich has made a lot of big disaster movies. This definitely feels like this feels heavy. This fe- I feel the scope of this movie in a way that I at least the trailers that I really haven't in a lot of his other movies. Like the effects in this one are top notch, you guys. Like that moon yeah. feels like it's falling, right? There's also <laughs> yeah. like a big tentacle nano machine monster. What? Also, I, I really do. Like I that do that feel album. like
0: I do feel like it's him being like, if I throw the moon at the Earth, <laughs> I can put every single disaster idea I've ever had—earthquake, tsunami, storm—I
1: <laughs> can do it all. <laughs> the
3: Take that, Dean Devlin with Geo Storm.
1: Take that, exactly. Uh, what Wait, I was gonna say, I was saying, I was a to, um. Oh, fuck! What was I gonna say?
3: Damn hey, it. look! If this is how he makes it, uh, Independence Day three, I'm in.
2: Just, just have this be like glass, or or what is it? Split? It's like a sideways sequel. Yeah. Um, like you know, Roland Emmerich movies, like they're not deep, they're fun, it, like disaster movies. But this cast, like I what like how the lighthouse
3: down. I'm kidding. I'm kidding
2: is that a disaster? Well, it's a disaster it's disastrous uh halle berry's in it uh patrick wilson's in it i like that dude a lot that Me dude too. that dude will carry any bad movie
1: um uh, the guy who played um uh, john Bratno. he was in game of thrones uh yes. sam. oh
2: it's sam yeah yeah i forget his name yeah this is like his first like big movie yeah
4: I mean, uh this
2: movie this movie was delayed uh because of the pandemic and stuff so like his he would have been famous <laughs> like a year ago but now he's mm-hmm. getting it i'm glad
3: uh, I I, I, w- I talked about it on the, fr- the first time I saw this, uh, first time we saw the trailer for Moonfall. That um, I want him to bring the campiness of Independence Day Resurgence to his future disaster movies, and mm-hmm. I still see that here. I still see that we're that we're probably doing that here. We're not taking it too seriously, and and I'm so yeah. there for crazy big budget sci-fi.
2: There, uh, there's a line at the end where he's like. We're we're inside of the moon or whatever. He's like, that's the greatest line I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, yeah this is a fun one. This isn't a bad. This isn't a cheeky. Like, or or when I'm Donald serious.
3: Sutherland is like, is oh, like him. the f- the five. uh There have been five <laughs> extinction, extinction level events on on Earth. This is the sixth.
1: That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Um Donald Sutherland, I love him, and, and I don't know why. Just like him being the old man in the back, like with all the answers. It's like, he's <laughs> every. Like, Every Roland Emmerich movie has like like has like the
2: uh the old quakey guy who's like, I knew it the whole time, I had the answers, every single one. And I'm like, mm-hmm. never change. Um no. this looks this looks really fun. And like even if it's not good, like it's a scale unlike he's made before, where like the entire movie is a big disaster. They're in the moon. So like big space monster, hell yeah.
1: Definitely. <laughs> All right.
2: Oh, Brandon. Uh, this isn't a big spoiler or anything, but does that does the monster in Moonfall not remind you of something from Guardians of the Galaxy?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It I saw like, it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I was like, oh. <laughs> um. All right. Star Wars: The Book of Boba Fett.
4: Yes. Yes, yes, I, yes, yes, yes. when yes, I yes.
3: first saw when I saw this trailer, I was like, oh yeah, the Boba Fett theme by Ludwig. <laughs> Gra- oh, I forgot his last name. Um, is awesome.
4: Yes.
2: Ooh. Um, I, th- I, I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't love the trailer. I liked it a lot. But the thing that is, this is exactly, exactly the thing that I want from Star Wars. The Mandalorian was already giving it to me a little bit. But like the true outlaw west of post Return of the Jedi Star Wars world, where like, like Boba Fett's trying to become like the new kingpin of Tatooine. This is exactly the show I've always wanted to watch. I just hope it lives up to my
0: expectations. I'm, I'm very interested in staying in one location in Star Wars for a season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars doesn't usually do that. Like, you don't live in a place for a long period of time. So I'm very interested in doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am too. I mean, I saw this trailer and I'm, I was hooked. Like, all the Boba Fett stuff stuff we got in uh, Mandalorian Season 2, I absolutely loved. I'm so kind happy of, for Tamara Morrison. It changed my, my mind on Boba Fett entirely. So I'm like, yeah i'm looking forward to this This looks I, so- no, i'm we, glad for him and for Ming not i mean she's getting that disney that more of that money and she's a kick-ass character in this show i'm like hells yeah we,
0: we got a hint of how like outer world outer rim politics work on tatooine specifically from mandalorian so i'm hoping that that gets even more fleshed out why uh why having someone at the top is necessary mm-hmm. on Tatooine in the crime world. Like, why uh, that has to be that way.
2: Uh t- To reference another thing involving kingpins, uh in Spider-Man, a kingpin is the leader of crime. So, like, when you take the leader out, that causes chaos amongst all these smaller crime organizations. Mm-hmm. So, like, right. you need a kingpin of crime to make everything work out. So, like, that is a really cool idea that I can't wait to see in Star yeah. Wars. I love it.
1: That's, yeah, why that's, why every time they, that's why every time someone says, yeah, we took out the kingpins, like, well, now you have a power vacuum, everyone's going to kill each other.
0: Yep. and i love i love boba fett the main thing that i love as the takeaway from this trailer specifically is him saying like i want to rule with respect rather than fear yeah um uh, all, all voices are welcome at the table yes and one even, last thing oh, oh, go
1: ahead. i was gonna say like the last scene in the trailer with uh where, i forgot mingna went's character's name but when she's like youth was spoken mm-hmm. to Jabba was shaw yeah with fennec shaw saying that and then boba's like speak freely i was like oh it it wasn't menacing but it's like and he's like oh man and then Bob was like no i'll listen to you dude what do you gotta say speak freely man what do you got
0: that's the way i want to do things yeah i'm into it yeah
2: i love it i'm 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 just so excited oh yeah right
3: you had one more thing you wanted to add
2: i forgot it i'm just really excited hell yeah sorry yeah it's it's not important it's cool
3: yeah i'm excited for this one
0: um someone sent me a, a tweet that i just wanted to share with you guys which is um uh Kevin Feige says, F you, delays Spider Man No Way Home to 2025. Enjoy your leaks, bitches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do remember. Um, I. <laughs> I don't. I think this might be the case, but I think this is the first time that we've seen a live-action ithorian, which is the aliens with like the weird heads and they talk out of their sides. Oh uh, yeah! So I yeah. think this is the first time we've seen one of those in live action, and I love those aliens.
0: No, we yeah. saw one.
4: There's in, in the bar.
0: Was there? There's one in the bar in A New Hope also. Oh yeah, okay, so, it so and it it's that's there. where they first appear they're, they, they're, oh, okay. the piece doesn't open up like it was just a big okay. head. okay, so it was early puppeteering. So the first time since the first time, how about it that? is cool that we're getting more of them though, because puppeteering's come a long way, so it's gonna look yes. great. yeah,
1: I mean, come on, look at dark Crystal. how good that puppeteering was?
0: Yeah. Dude, the Jedi, the Jedi of that species that chases Grievous in the Tarnakovsky series—that's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's... I love him. He in has that. Brain. He has that. Uh, that scream oh. that he uses, amplified the force, that Grievous like claws Bro, his way through. That's what I'm waiting for. That's that. That
2: exact thing is what I'm waiting for. The Aethorian yeah. Jedi stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm with
2: you.
3: Yeah, I. Uh... I really like how this looks. I'm so happy for Tomorrow Morrison getting paid. Put oh, that, yeah.
1: put that in my veins. Just give all me. Right. That. Ooh, I cannot wait to the end of the year. To oh, a, oh a one
2: last. Oh, thing. I
3: remember. one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
2: Um. Uh. It, like, obviously, all these shows always have some type of like secret cameo. They don't always have to, but like, is there a character that fits into this? Like, are we gonna get like a boss or an IG88? Like, like you know what I mean? Like,
3: who? Do, who? Would there season two of The Mandalorian, the worm fighter guy who had Timothee, boba fett's armor
0: timothy oliphant Timothee. oh right uh, then, i i hope yeah, yeah. i hope we see him in
2: this oh i love him you're
3: right
0: yes
2: you're right
3: that's what i would bet on but yeah. maybe there's a bigger maybe anakin's in this <laughs> um, now, I,
0: I kind of i kind of hope that it's it stays pretty pretty localized to tatooine so i think unless it would be like a tatooine specific reference character yeah uh, I don't really want to see it. I think the only other thing I would expect is like, if hopefully they are playing with the politics, I'd like to see some of the the rebellion uh, Mon people Mon. show up.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Mace Windu.
0: It's Mace Windu. <laughs> oh my God, Mace Windu is also on Tatooine. Get the f out of here.
3: And he's he's hunting Boba.
0: God, that no. might be too far. No. I Have to kill their
3: whole family.
0: Look, I God. want Mace Windu back, but not like not this. like this. Not like
4: this. <laughs>
3: All right. Anyway, oh, I wanted to because you brought up a tweet. You brought up a tweet that someone said I was looking through the letterbox reviews for Injustice, not kind, by the way, but there was a, a community reference because the Gillian Jacobs plays Harley Quinn. She's good, mm. um and there's a bit in Community where she comes out of the Christmas pageant. She's really bad. The Dean just looks at it and goes, "Oh, Britta's in this."
4: And so
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw a review where it's just like, "Oh, Brit is in this." That's
4: so funny. <laughs>
1: uh, One star. Had it with this mother effing sand on this mother effing planet.
3: (laughs) All right. Shall we get into our main topic then? I think we shall. Full spoilers for Eternals, the latest film in the MCU. Um, You know the drill by now. If you haven't seen it, you know, don't spoil it for yourself. Skip on over. Do whatever you want. Um, Been warned. Full spoilers for Eternals. What do we think about this one?
1: Have you seen it. Okay, he's, he's not. He's probably, he's probably gone. Anyways, you uh, <laughs> just imagine if he was like, no, man, I haven't. <laughs> I get he texts me. He's like, I'm still here. I'm Like, Ugh. um, yeah, Eternals was alright. I mean, it's not the best. It's not the. It's definitely not the best. It's not the worst. But uh, I have a, it. Unlike Black Widow, where if Black Widow was on, I would watch it and I could get some entertainment out of it. Whereas if Eternals was on, I'm like, can we maybe change it to something better, something else? I don't know why don't we go down oh, oh
3: Jesus, uh, there. grayson is in the chat um not yet spoilers, says. spoilers. But, but ben spoilers. you didn't put me in charge of the chat remember grayson,
0: grayson you gotta mute for like an hour
3: <laughs> clearly clearly i don't remember ben anyway he says you're still gonna see it i'll mute yeah. for a bit all right okay ryan
2: um man guys I, I think there are a lot of really, really, really cool stuff. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in this movie, sprinkled throughout the whole movie. But overall, I, I, I find it to be kind of a dud, and it makes me sad. Because I think, for a lot of reasons, this movie's really important, and it bums me out that I find it mostly a drag. Uh, definitely one of my least favorite MCU movies, and I hate saying it. Um, uh, Yeah,
0: Celestials are cool, man. Let me, I guess, yeah. Sparks? Can you please go before me?
3: Okay. I don't think I like this one very much.
2: I'm being more positive. If um, I'm being honest. I,
3: I do wanna. I do uh, wanna. I do have positives, but the more I kind of sit on it, the more I kind of think about it. The more I, you know, I I was trying to do kind of my ranking, and to be fair, my letterbox ranking of the MCU is just kind of a hodgepodge mess. It's just not really accurate, but I I do keep Iron Man two at the bottom, and I kept kind of like good looking at Eternals like, okay, maybe no, I don't. And, before I knew it, it was seconds from the bottom. And I don't know if that's kind of where I sit on it, but I was—I didn't come away from this one very hot. Mm-hmm. What's up, Sparks? Sparks.
0: I kind of liked it.
3: Great. I, I, liked, okay. I liked
0: it much more than most people, apparently. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's good. I think it's—I think it's flawed uh, for sure. I think it has issues, but uh, a lot of it resonated for me, um, and I enjoyed. I enjoyed enjoyed it I enjoyed it
4: Good. I enjoyed it are you it. sure, are you and sure? Did, man it's been
0: no it's just been so hard because like I saw it on Thursday and like we'd been talking about the buzz going into it and like people you know not being very hot on it and I'm like oh man how much uh, you know how bad is this and and I go in and I'm like it's long it's got issues I don't think it's the trash can fire people are saying is I it? don't either yeah well, and and so I, but I came out of it, and I'm like, I, am like a lot of that worked for me. Am I wrong? And no, I had to really think no. about it, and I had to listen to things, and I had to like read things, and I, I've been waiting for this anxiously for four days because I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I, why am I different?
3: <laughs> That's fair. That is- um, I, I also just don't think it is as bad as people are claiming well, it to be on on there's the
2: there's a see the thing is like again rotten tomatoes if you give it like a fine score if everyone gives it a fine score then it's a failure you know what i mean so like oh, no, it's I, not I, always the basis but like i'm not just talking
3: about rotten tomatoes but no but i know the, yeah no this like, course around it has like, been i the,
2: the the difference between this and like a really bad movie is this movie's not bad i just find a lot of it uninteresting yeah. i thought i i it's it's far too long again this is it's kind of the same problem i have with the new james bond movie it's far too long but it doesn't do enough with any of the stuff Mm -hmm. like there, my problem is there are far too many characters and all the characters are all the characters are good but there's too many of them to really give any of them enough for me to care about really any of them i think they're all good but like it's hard for me to have a real true connection when like Guardians of the Galaxy has five characters, and that's they, that's a tough thing to deal with five characters. This is ten characters plus side characters. Mm-hmm. I just think it was it was way too much real estate uh, and not enough land to to to, to do it.
3: Yeah, I, I we talked about it. I also find this one dull. You know, like Thor two. I can at least have a good time watching. I this one is just kind of bland and dull, and and I just kind of sit there thinking to myself like this is shorter than Endgame. I if- don't believe you
1: it's no, like we no, we kept talking about how long this movie is and is this movie just about as long as infinity war probably it's 230 long. is long yeah yeah it's about it's about as long yeah. as it's about as long as dune honestly yeah but like we talk about dune and we talk or how long dune was but dune yes that's a long ass movie i was engaged and i cared the whole time Avengers Infinity War and even Endgame which is half an hour longer than this one I care I was on the edge of my seat I'm like yes I can't wait but there were parts during Eternals whereas I was like can we just hurry it up please there there there's
2: there there are a lot of really cool things in this movie and I see and I I the the thing that that I'm rubbing up against is like I think some of the choices for the story just really don't serve the story whatsoever and I think it's especially with Eternals. Uh, I think it's just—it's a weird choice to to kill certain characters the way that they do. I think um, I don't think it adds to the story in the way they think it does. Um, I think the villain, especially the Deviant stuff, is so wasted, and I'm so disappointed with. The, there's a moment in the in the, in the movie where where he where the main where Crow evolves, and he's like, "You guys are murderers, and we're not the bad guys." And I'm like, "Yes, they're going to do something here." Then he leaves. Then he leaves for an hour, and he comes back and dies.
3: Yeah. And when, like, when, at the end, at the end, when that guy shows back up, and we, you and I both had the moment like, "Oh right," you're we both still looked at each movie. other. I'm
2: like, "Oh right, we're no, even." I been? heard. And then
3: Angelina and Angel- Angelina Jolie goes into the cave, and I literally was like, "We have time for this."
2: I I forgot until somebody brought it up online that Kingo is just absent for like most of the third act.
4: Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And
2: it's because if you remember he says oh i i like the i like the celestials but like like a religious person i don't want to like fight with my friends so i'm going to stay out of it but they don't make it a point that like he's not going to go and fight the end battle with him he just disappears for the rest of the movie
1: yeah
4: because yeah, he shows up at
1: the epilogue and it's just he's just there it's like man i completely forgot holy and crap.
2: crazy enough and i'll i'll, I'll let spark say something after this but like the thing that initially that I didn't like was the final end battle with Icarus. Cause I'm like, it's just them fighting their friends. But then the more I thought about it, that is my favorite part of the movie. Cause it's like when I feel the most tense and it's like friends actually fighting each other and the fight sequence is actually really good. It's the most, they use their powers. And like the thing that I like most about the movie, it's none of that stuff. It's just like a cool fight scene that I saw in a justice league already. You know what I mean? Like I literally watched this fight in justice league already.
3: And I'm like, I- i really enjoyed I want, I want to say a positive because mm-hmm. i do i really enjoy how this movie uh looks i really mm-hmm. like the the visualization of the eternal's powers i think is really cool interesting that fight scene with icarus um is really is really cool for me because i'm seeing all the different uh all the different powers being used and i mm-hmm. i really like how they're all visualized especially brian tyree henry just going all out um with his stuff that was yeah. really cool
2: yeah Makari like the, the the thing I love about the way that speed is done in this movie, it's never slow mo. Mm-hmm. She's always going a thousand miles an hour, and like this is this is like one of the closest like Dragon Ball Z fights will I have right where she's like she's like punching him into the wall at like all different angles. It's like that's some really cool shit. Like the action for the most part of this movie really works. I think the fight in the in the the forest with the deviants when they go to mm-hmm. Druig's compound that's way too dark. I don't think that looks very good at all.
3: No, I had a <laughs> I had an issue saying... because the devi- I, Wait, wait. Great job trying, you know, shooting with with natural lighting. Love I really like the look of it. There's there's definitely a moment where after they leave Druick's camp it goes to a really bright light and I'm like, "Oh dang. Um
2: I don't think I I appreciate that this is like this is a unique look for the Marvel the MCU. I don't think it works the entire time.
3: No, and and specifically because the the way that scene is lit, the deviants are also lit naturally, but the color scheme blends in with the natural lighting, so you lose them. And I don't think it's I don't think it's the filmmaker's intention that you lose where the deviants are in the fight.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um
3: that was that was like the only time where I was struggling to at least see um what was going on. And I desperately want to hear what Sparks has to say.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean like go off, you know. <laughs> it's it's cool uh i i man like i agree with pretty much all of the criticism uh almost entirely i just still liked all of it Mm -hmm. not all of it i still liked a lot of it um i was fully prepared to like go in and like i i I know ryan read this uh because i know ryan and uh like i was prepared for like oh you know it's not just people who like don't like diversity that aren't liking Eternals because we uh gita jackson uh put out a great piece over on vice about like Not liking, like, having criticism against the movie is not the same as, like, hating diversity. Movies
2: can be diverse and bad at the same time.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, It doesn't mean that, you know, like, you you don't have to like the movie just because it's doing a lot of great diversity things, which it is. But you don't have to like the movie just because of that. You can still be critical of it. Yeah. And so I did try to, like, bring my critical eye. Um, And I see the flaws. I just, I don't know. Um, I think that, like, a, I, I agree, I think the visual language of the film overall is really spectacular. I liked that it doesn't feel like a mo- MCU movie most of the time. No, I do too, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like that, and I guess, like, more than anything, the, my biggest takeaway is that I'm just glad that we're here, where we're finally taking, like, big enough swings. I'd rather the swing be big and miss, I guess. No, 100%.
2: That's why, like, I, I, am, I am mostly negative on this movie. But but it is not the same negativity that I had something for like Venom or Harry Potter, right? It is. Right. I just find it. I just find it kind of boring. Not bad. It's just, sure. it's just uninteresting I, to me.
0: I think I'd rather come out of this with everyone feeling the way that they are about it, and it be this kind of like divisive. But it, it went for things mm-hmm. the way it did. Then the Eternals introduction feel about the same as Black Widow. Yeah, hmm. and I think that would have disappointed me more.
4: Yeah to just I am, kind of
0: feel like it was uh d- d- there it
2: is. These see, are I nice. I am 100% like you guys like we're we we're, we
0: are all here for big swings. I
2: agree. Mm-hmm. I would much rather watch a big swing and a miss than not even taking a chance. Uh it just for me I felt that it, it was just overstuffed. There's simply too much for you one, to connect with all of it.
0: 1 100% yeah. I agree. And um I, I I think that like for me uh I just really it, it felt so much like Really, what Chloe Zhao wanted was almost, and I almost wish this was the whole movie, pretty much except for the for the end. Uh, just like a indie character piece analyzing their relationships, mm-hmm. yeah. and and like you just can't do that. Like no matter how hard you push, like a, a blockbuster MCU movie is never going to be that. Yeah. Um. But it feels like that's what it it wanted to be, and like there's a lot of moments where I'm vibing that, and I yeah. and I'm enjoying it, and I'm liking it, and I do think that like a lot of the character relationships work i think Gemma chan is really good and i think she glues the movie together pretty well um her and richard madden mm-hmm. um who and and i think all the actors are really good and for the most part i think all of them are giving like top-notch performances um and trying to create nuance and subtext wherever I, they can and i think I, most yeah. of the time it's working uh i agree though i agree like it's over stuff like 100 and i'll get this one like i have criticisms and and my biggest one Uh, The the biggest problem with the movie is that there's too many Eternals That's 100% true And I think that the simplest thing is like there should have been one or two less Because we could always Do something else with more Eternals later Um, Real
2: quick, considering the end of the movie Is them going to go find more Eternals They could have cut this cast in half and just Save them for later
0: I would have, I would have, god But I like everybody, like I like all the actors So I like all the characters too Yeah, But I would say that Druig and Festus's. uh Emotional arc things in relation to humanity are pretty similar, and I would have just made that one person. Mm. Yeah. Personally, I would have picked fastest. I think it's more important to have Brian Tyree Henry in the movie.
4: And I it really do does feel like
0: it really does feel like at a certain point, Druig is just there because Druig is a red herring for who your bad guy is going to be. Yeah. Um, and that's a bummer because even going into it, like because of the actor Ryan's, you know, like because uh, it's um. <laughs> barry barry Cogan playing uh-huh. uh druig you are already going oh he's gonna be the bad guy
2: fun fact like, um basically- real quick after dune part two was announced he did a winky face to it so he might be fade ralpha which is a per- I, it which is perfect casting
0: <laughs> it's perfect casting it wouldn't surprise me and and so like it, you are being led to believe that he's going to be a problem because of how he views how he what his powers are the comics themselves yes exactly like it, his powers lend themselves to being, I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so it feels like he's kind of there to be the red herring. And I'm like, really what his thing is about is like letting, not interfering with humans and watching humanity rip itself apart and how he feels about that. And I'm like, that could have still been wrapped up in Fastest's thing the same way. And like I how ad- he felt about advancements in technology getting out of hand. And I And like agree, you could have yeah. done both of those and eliminated Druig and eliminated that whole section to focus on other characters. And then after that, I would probably get rid of Sprite. Um, I would get old, rid of Dane Whitman um yeah, I don't think you need to get rid of Dane I don't think he hurts the film at all,
2: but he personally. doesn't literally add anything at all either I right. like I when like I, him but like it it doesn't he's you know. he's
0: the girlfriend like why is that a I don't think that's a problem in this movie I don't it's, think no, I don't Dane... think it's
2: a problem I just like if i if I kind of got ten minutes with other characters instead of just a bookend with him, I think I would have rather had that
0: I don't totally agree because I think him he is a an important representation of Gemma chan's whole thing okay. and like because she fell in love with him and he is a representation of her connection to humanity and i really like what he does in grounding the film at the beginning because i like that it doesn't feel like a general origin film i like that i kind of feel tossed into the waters of it after mm-hmm. we get the prologue yeah um i i love that it's just oh weird thing happens but we live in a world where endgame has happened and so dane's just like oh shit what's that and and he's like asking her questions like are you a wizard or something and he can get with it a lot faster okay and i
2: think i know what the problem is because i do i like all that stuff i think it's the i think it's the end where he's like i have a secret history i didn't tell you about i think because that's he has such little screen time that half of it is devoted to saying oh i'm a setup for the mcu that's my problem
0: Anytime an MCU tease-up happened, and I agree with that 100%, because I wish this film had ended with uh, things just being cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need Arishem coming and pulling them into space or any of the setup for. I I liked this feeling, self-contained, and we could open that bottle again at another point in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I liked the vibe post-credit scenes, disregarding. Um, like I liked the vibe of the film, feeling kind of like it stood apart in a way. Um, so I agree with you on that, but him himself as a character and him being kind of a foundational lightning rod for her humanity representation and her care for it worked for me. All right, um, I like that. I'm, I'll, I'll buy it. I'm okay. glad he was there as that, and I and I appreciated it. Um, you were but, gonna say uh, Sprite. I was gonna say Sprite, and so the reason why Sprite is like I think I think if you did get rid of Druid, you you turned it into just uh, his arc stuff. Combined with fastest, if you took Sprite with Icarus and Cersei to when they go get him, and Sprite sees him with a family, and Sprite's jealousy of that happens there, then I think Sprite's arc is more clear. But without that, Sprite is just not given enough. That's so there's yes. room where either you had to add that, and you could have if you reduced the eternal number, and then it would have worked, or you just take Sprite out. And again, like I think the rest of the Eternals were the more important ones to focus on anyway. Yeah, um, I I they, also
3: uh, think Sprite was Sprite. I I didn't understand Sprite's arc, especially when twice in the movie they kind of throw an arc at you, like oh she, oh she loves Icarus, oh she wants to be human, and I'm yeah. like okay wait what where were we where did this but, come so, from? So our book club
2: is a bigger inspiration than I thought it was going to be. Um, I see the stuff with Sprite from that book. And I, 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 I like the idea so much. It's, it's Brandon. It's the thing from a, a what is it? A, a black hammer. There's also the, the girl who can't teach. Yeah, yeah. That, that trope it's, it's it's the, the Kristen Dunstan interview, the vampire again, like, you know, nine-year-old immortal that, that is a awesome, awesome trope. Again, they don't explore it enough for me to actually care about that arc. And that is unfortunately the problem I feel with most of these characters. They all have small arcs, but like Fastness doesn't show up until like two hours into the movie, guys. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's so hard for me. He's so charismatic, and the thing like Kingo is it's 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 Kumail being Kumail. It's it's Brian Tyra Henry being Brian By- tyler By- Like those characters aren't real characters to me, but they're fun on screen, right? So I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. They're not on screen enough for me to care about the characters that aren't there, so I don't really care. You know what I mean? When like... we
3: start killing characters, I don't really feel anything for them because one of the things that 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 I've noticed that we have all noticed we've talked about with the shows the shows are, have become more um more like we're doing we're following the plot beats because we have to follow the plot beats, and not because the characters are fo- are we're following the characters like they're more plot centric, less character centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't necessarily what the MCU has been up until now. This is the first time where the movie—maybe not the first time—I can't remember too much. But um, this is definitely another example of like this movie. The plot has to happen, so we're following the plot, and the characters are kind of along for the ride. They're not, but they're not supposed to be. Yeah, we're supposed to be following the characters, but I don't feel anything with these characters. So when, especially when they die. Yeah. I, okay. I,
2: so I again, I think I, there's too many. There's also like. I'm too many villains, but, like, is not really the villain. But, like, the Deviants, like, aren't really... I just don't know how I feel about this movie, y'all. There's so much happening, and, like, um, I want to like so much of it. Like, all the all the lore stuff, like, I love that it opens with a text crawl. Super into that. Like, all the all the cosmic stuff I love, and, like, but it's just so much of the middle. It's just, I feel so unnecessary, and does nothing for the
0: characters. Um, yeah. On the Deviants, I, I 100% agree about, like, I I don't think the deviants should have gained sentience in the movie. Like it, it, throwing or, aside like, what we throwing aside what we know from like the comics or that kind yeah. of thing. Like for the MCU, I'm like you went this you went a direction with the deviants. Fine. Like have Icarus and then like, have it be the family struggle be the thing. Like just drop the deviants as sentience. They can be there, but like don't have them gaining sentience because you do nothing with it. Yeah, and I, mean. I agree that is a problem because I'm like because I got kind of jazzed when it happened at first. Same.
4: He, yeah. Okay.
0: So. <laughs> I really hate that they killed Gilgamesh. I hated it. Oh, me too. Bro. That has me so mad. They're eternals. Um, they don't die. That's literally their thing. No, I, I like, and they can bring him back, but like. But they're, why, but they're not going to. Why, why are you doing Don Lee like this, man?
1: Yeah, um, that, out of all the, um, the deaths in this movie, that one pissed me off the most. I'm like, why? Why? Why?
2: It really bummed me out. Like, I get it for story reasons, but like. Like Ajax being dead the whole movie really bummed me out. I'm gonna be honest. And like, maybe just because I'm so, I like, I watch so much marketing of Salma Hayek being in it, but like, I expected her to be so much in this movie and she's literally dead like like 30 minutes in. I'm like, that's kind of stinky. I, and yeah. She's like, a, she's like a plot device, stinky
1: dead lady. That's some bullshit. Um, I uh, wanna bring up what Grayson uh, said in the uh-oh. chat. He's asked, when I found out the large casting of Eternals, I was nervous about balancing all the characters. Do you think this would have been better? A better tie-in series, so we can connect to the characters more. So, um,
2: so here's the thing: you can't make a TV show out of this size of scope. Like, this is a movie. This has to be a movie. Like celestial shit. uh, The budget is too massive. The thing Mm -hmm. is, like, they just needed to focus on one thing. There's this movie is 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 it is like a one cup can full of three cups of tuna.
3: Honestly, you cut out the deviant. The Deviant plot line, the significant Deviant plot line, he got a lot of real estate there. You can fill in with some character work.
0: You yeah. cut down, you cut down the Eternals by one, at least. Yeah, but probably just one, and you cut the Sentience Deviant plot line. I think this could all have gelled a lot better. hundred um, percent. I, I see also, a good movie. I also because people have like made the comparisons, like you know, and and Clojao's made the direct um, inspiration from Zack Snyder's work. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want the four-hour cut of the movie personally.
4: Yeah. But i'm sure
0: that's where we get everything we needed Mm -hmm. um and because i again like i feel like chloe chow wanted this to feel like real relationship analysis of these characters and it wanted to go for that indie vibe and i can feel the film doing it sometimes yeah um that's kind of where i i i I rub up against uh the the criticism i'm only highlighting you brady because i remember you saying it last but you pretty much all said it where like you're not connecting to the characters and i'm like i don't think they're all not all of them are well-developed enough in the movie. I'll definitely agree with that. But I'm connecting to them like I care about them. So I, I don't – and that's not a, d- a criticism on you guys. That's just – I got that. I don't know.
2: So, okay, so I – so I here's that. the thing. So, like, I I understand all the characters. I understand all their motivations. I, like, Thena Fina, – I like the thing that's happening with Thena. I get what's happening with Thena. Like, we just talked about Sprite. I didn't connect with Sprite very much. Sure. I didn't connect with uh I didn't connect with Druig very much but like I like Druid, but I didn't connect with them but like I actually like well, that character a lot.
3: For me for me I always come out of an MCU film and by the end of the MCU film whatever it is I've connected with the characters I've cried or I've laughed or whatever downbeat or whatever beat they end of the movie on. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is a good example. You know, by the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy I give a shit that Groot dies. Yeah. Um but and I, and I and I'm excited to see them show up in another film. At the end of this one I'm like Right,
2: I'm good. I'm more excited for for Dane Whitman because of another character that shows yeah. up, really, more than anything. I'm
1: more excited for that one, too, to be perfectly honest. Right. Um, can someone explain to me why Icarus says to just peace out and just launch himself into the sun? Because I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Because he, he, he heard the metaphor, and he had to make it true.
4: Well, he's he he, he
3: killing himself because he tried to kill a celestial... Shame. Yeah. shame.
0: He killed he killed Ajak. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Yeah.
3: Shame. Okay, He did it for shame. Yeah, yeah. All right.
2: Suicide,
3: I, so, yeah. I, 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 I
0: actually really like that part.
3: Um, I'm, just, I'm not criticizing it. I, I'm not I, saying you are. I'm um, just expressing.
0: I want to yeah, talk about. See. Wait, wait. Uh, sorry, can I clarify yes. real quick? Um, so, so what I mean is, what because I, I heard who you guys named and I agree. Like, I didn't connect a bunch to Sprite and Druid. That's why I said like I think you could take Druid out of this movie. I think Sprite would be the next one. But I did connect to Circe. I did connect yeah. to Icarus. I mm-hmm. did connect to fastest i did connect athena i did connect to gilgamesh i did connect to um kingo so like those guys all work for me i'm i'm connected to them i care about them i care about what happens to them <clears throat> i connected to fastest i didn't connect to mccurry and that bummed me out um i literally turned to megan when McCur- when we get back to mccurry in the story mccurry uh, and I- mccurry thank you and like i i was like oh my god i like forgot she was in this movie
2: Yes. No, that, and I really, but actually, that happens with Kingo. Kingo literally disappears for the third act of the movie.
0: I didn't forget he was there, and um, I I listened to the Ringer verse, and they had an interview with Neon Johnny about about the film, and he said that he thought it was actually a pretty powerful message for him to have the like that not everybody responds the same way to the situation, and for his character to have been completely loyal to the Celestials and inspired by Icarus, which is. Evident by him making a movie based on Icarus trilogy, um, and say I believe in the Celestials, but I absolutely refuse to fight my family. So he's he's, not—he's—he's just going to let whatever's going to happen happen. And if they decide to do it, like they can do it, but he's not going to be a part of it. Um, And I see the point in that, and I think that is valuable. Like having one character who does—like it is jarring and kind of weird. And I did miss having him in the third act, but I did think like it was cool to have. Characters have these different perspectives and different opinions and hold to those beliefs. No, and you absolutely. know I, I think it was better to have him hold to that than to have him like come in at the last moment for the save. and he's like, "I changed my mind.
2: Bam, 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 no, bam, but bam. I didn't but I didn't want that either. But just like it's I just think it could have been executed better of just like, hey, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight my friend, but then he's just gone for forty five minutes like it's he's he's one of the main characters in the movie we gotta like at least address it in some way because then he is just in the epilogue i will
0: say i will say that i thought um i was surprised that we didn't cut away like a la spirit bomb kind of thing to see him connect to the Unimind.
2: that's that's exactly what i'm talking about
0: yeah yeah and i think that that should have happened but i i am because he was part of
2: the Unimind, right he had to have been right
0: in theory right okay Uh, i can see it uh, Right, and so I, I I do think that that's weird when the Unimind gets to the point where it makes everybody be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like I'm kind of glad that they held to that that concept. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I was gonna say earlier was about the the sentient uh, deviance thing. I got jazzed about it because I like the moment that he started like talking and everything, I'm like, oh my God, he's sell um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and then of course, it kind of amounts to nothing, and that's a bummer. Um I do think that they just should have nix that plot line i don't think so like that, that was not anyway. not
2: to not to bring in the comics cuz like the deviants are like they are they're just like ugly eternals like if you're going to do the deviants i kind of wish they would have done that and <laughs> do the whole thing of like oh we're not the real monsters cuz then you'd have like a force to like oh you like the enemy of my enemy is my friend but then they literally just like any any ounce of nuance, again, they just kill the monster. Like if like you nothing.
0: if you were gonna do that, you'd have to cut like four Eternals that time. No, and I get it. So <laughs> for like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I think like that that could be interesting. I just
4: and the I, thing like, like, that I don't so think cool. that was,
0: I don't think that was ever like really gonna be on the table for MCU stuff because this yeah. kind of stuff happens in the MCU all the time. And so I'm like, just don't even try. Just leave them as as yeah. these beasts and let I it just, be.
2: After after reading uh, uh, Neil Gaiman's Eternals and now Kieran Galen's Eternals, like, Crow is a really cool Deviant character. Yeah, he's super stylish and weird. And that's and that's the <laughs>
0: thing is, like, you could have left these ones very Beast-like, but we could yeah. have opened up a Deviant box again at another point in time and done something more developed. But I'm like, this just wasn't the movie to do it. Like, just leave it. You made this Beast decision for most of the film. Just leave it there. You got plenty of other landscape to work with.
4: Yeah.
3: I, uh, I wrote a note um we talked a bit about how you know really the only issue with dane whitman is the sequel bait at the end uh that kind of just doesn't make sense for that um especially i got a a secret family but i wrote a note and i must have been thinking this on a subconscious level i say that you know black knight was wasted and then said dane whitman (laughs) so i think that's kind of kind of kind of interesting that like even though i was thinking that like you know dane whitman whitman doesn't work uh uh, I was always kind of like thinking, like that's really just the Black Knight shit.
0: Just setting it up. Just setting it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I felt like as the love interest of Cersei, as Dane, I'm, I like him in the movie.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. I
0: that's do too. Like,
2: it's, it's just that one line that just, like that irked me. I, um, Well, go ahead. No, go ahead.
3: Well, I want to talk about the Celestials. They're
2: sure. great, incredible.
3: Uh, I really. I, much in the same way that I really like how this vi- uh, the the how this film visualizes their powers, I really like how this film visualizes the Celestials. Um, I think they nail the scale of the Celestials when the one is coming up from the Earth. Unicron, um, <laughs> he's coming up from the Earth, um, and you see him over the horizon, just to kind of get that scale. As we, we see the hand in the foreground, is really cool. Um, uh, Aramos, Aramos, Aramesh aramesh uh when he shows up in orbit and you just see the 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 ghostly face of him very gurn so Mm -hmm. into that yeah um and seeing like the birth of the universe was just a really cool visual we've seen in the trailers i I really uh, like seeing in the big screen i really like how they visualize the eternals i all
1: all the visuals in this movie are bar none fantastic i love like like you said, Brandon, the scope of these celestials, of these behemoths, just like... Because at first, I think, like, when they're, like, the emergence, it's like, oh, it's just going to be, like, something coming out of a volcano. It's like, oh, no, that's... Like, when you see the finger... Oh, a full-size celestial is
3: like, going to burst out of our
1: planet. Yeah, but when you just see a little finger, I'm like, okay, that's probably, like, nothing. It's like, is that the back? And then it's like, oh, 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 shit. Like, and what's, as cool it, is, <laughs> what's cool is they don't
3: get... Give- they, they can't show you the full scale of it. So like the camera's almost kind of confusing you with, with it because it can't quite process the scale of it much in the same way that, you know, we couldn't really fathom something of that scale of the, oh, of the celestial scale. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that's all really well visualized and really cool in the movie. I just
1: I just imagine what the Avengers were doing at like what what Avengers are at Avengers Tower right now. And they just turn
3: the news is like, why is there a face? Avengers Tower Avengers Avengers Tower was sold. Oh, Avengers Mansion. Nope, Avengers Compound. Nope, that was, so. that was no destroyed. They there is no anything. Ho-
0: they the have a hotel Avengers. somewhere.
3: Wherever the Avengers Falcons' are. apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix, theoretically,
0: a- and like this is something that hasn't been addressed. Like as far as we know, there are currently no Avengers. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Like they they are Avengers, but they have no gathering place or anything like that. The closest we would have seen to something like that would have been with Falcon and Winter Soldier, and they clearly aren't doing that.
1: True. But yeah, I could. I just want to see what or what the
3: reaction was. Where it's like,
1: why is there a face out of the ocean? I and love
3: the, and ballsy that they kept it there. Yeah,
2: yeah. And that's yeah for the next like the next ten years or whatever. Like, there's just gonna be a giant monster or whatever. Uh, I I really like the the new lore that they did. Like, I don't mind because like again, like I don't. I'm not an Eternals fan, like super fan or whatever. So like, changing their origin, I think works. I think making them like synthetic people is fine or whatever. Um, uh, I really like the idea. uh uh, they're basically winter soldiers so after every time they birth a new celestial they get like rewritten to go do it again on another planet i really like the idea this is this is the plot of doom eternal by the way that humans are basically just used to birth new celestials so it's like it's like a huge like uh, a like circle of life where you kill billions of people to birth billions and billions of more people and that's really heavy and cosmic and like icarus's struggle of like yo we're gonna stop life from happening in the universe like, like, I think that is a good struggle. And that is the part, the last act of the movie is my favorite part of the movie for me. Absolutely.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I I think, um, I think most of the actors are giving like 10 out of 10 performances with the material. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like I, I think Richard oh, Madden, yeah. uh, I think the scene where Richard Madden comes in as Icarus and Cersei says he killed Ajax, and he's crying as he confesses it to them. and and he stands up for that and like they feel betrayed as a family and i'm like this is the thing is like what what really worked for me as eternals is like by the end of the movie i do believe that they are like essentially a family that's lived all this time and i do (laughs) believe that they've had these deep connections to each other um in a way there is a chemistry running through this group of actors that i have not felt in other mcu films yeah uh with like the avengers and things like that like there there is a there is a compassion between them that i believe when i'm watching them
3: there is a a visual i want to point out specifically which is arishem's uh not even his full face just two eyes are mm-hmm. engulfing the screen and ajak is such a tiny speck you can barely yeah. see her yeah. uh love that I, yeah. I think
0: i think chloe Zhao's visual language throughout the film is is top notch and some of the best stuff we've seen in the mcu some of my favorite visual shots i've seen in the mcu are in this film yeah um yeah. Uh, and, and it really does come back to, like, there's just this weird juxtaposition of really wanting it to be a small character-focused story, but it's also about characters involved in the gigantic scope of the universe, yeah. um, it's and, a- and trying to ride both of those concepts and please everybody, yeah. um, and and I think that's really challenging. I I liked a lot of the flashback stuff. I think most of it worked. Um, mm-hmm. But it really, really pierces, pisses me off that Cersei tells Dane explicitly that they've been on Earth for 7,000 years, and she was with Icarus for 5,000 years, and we literally get a timestamp of when they Broca. got together, and it was 2,500 years ago. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, man, like,
4: on and off. check your, check and off. your you writing,
0: know. man. No, because that's when he first admits feelings is 2,500 years before, and she's like, yeah, we were together for 5,000 years, and I'm like, no, you weren't. <laughs>
4: <laughs> she's bad. She's bad at math. can do math. She yeah.
0: knows. She knows artifacts. Not. Uh... Um. Yeah. I liked. Um. I did like
2: the scene uh, with druig at at his camp. Like, I, I'm always a bit. I'm a big fan of like cult stuff. And like, ha- and like the eyes. Of, like the whole family or the whole like cult of of people with the shotguns. I think is really effective. Um. And like, there's a scene where like there's like ten of them and they're shooting a deviant. And she, someone's yelling at Drew, like, stop it! But it's in unison. That's, yeah. like, haunting. It's really, really cool. It's really cool. And I'm really like, cool. oh, I, there's this really, like, again, this should not have been a Disney Plus show. But the way it's structured, it's, like, every 30 minutes, like, we meet a new character, basically. Mm-hmm. And it takes so long to get to the final, to get to the mm-hmm. whole team together. And I think that is that is what I'm rubbing against the most. It's, like, th- it would take so much time to get to, like, the, the spot that I wanted it to be, that, like, by the time we get there... Uh, it's just, I'm kind of already checked out, unfortunately.
3: It just, you know how it long it took us to meet each Guardian? It just, two minutes. Well, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's not the same. It's, it's, it's a, just
2: but, not the same. I, I think, I think waiting, I think
3: I, waiting two hours
2: to meet, like, your last character is a mistake, I think. That, that's, I, I, as, as, I, good as, as good as he is, like, he's barely in the movie.
3: I, I do have an issue, so... I've talked we've talked a lot about the character issue that that a lot of us have but like the the idea that you know we meet the characters so late as they're you know they're introduced to the flashback and then they're introduced and then they're introduced to the present day or I think that's how the formula went but like um, it could work but I just don't think by the time we meet the next character I really care about the character that I just met and because I spent so much time with them so then there's not a lot more room for each character I, I don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it right but like no, I that you, yeah. I, I do have a I I I just i i i honestly you know i talked about it like i don't really care if i see these characters again honestly
2: i would like i it would be like honestly the only character that i really would like to see is dead so unless they actually do the eternals comics and bring gilgamesh back to life like well, they could I, I i they could him being one of the only non like american people and like i i could totally see him just not coming back like for mm. like hollywood reasons like that that's yeah, a big
0: me. it's a big bummer because he was he was awesome and, like the um, stuff with him and thena like i do like
2: again so I don't, oh i did I don't, like
3: that stuff yeah i don't
2: connect with it but i really like it because like it's not there enough for me to be like to have a really emotional connection it, it, it there's one line of i've been guarding her for a thousand years i'm like that's not enough for me i'm sorry it's just not enough I want it to be. I love Sparks. You know how much I love that guy from Train to Be Sung. No, I do.
0: I do. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I just,
2: it all works. All the acting is good. It just, I, I needed more of it from everyone for me, for me, for it to work.
0: Yeah. I I, I can't rebuttal that. Like, you know, everyone's yeah. experience is their experience. I felt like there was a lot of, again, like this is, I thought this was a strong cast, like putting mm-hmm. a lot in between the lines uh, emotionally for the characters. And I thought that, that that was selling it more than like an extra, uh, extra lines about, their relationships with each other would have yeah they're doing Um, the work yeah which isn't to say which isn't to say like that some certain characters couldn't have been more developed i do think like thena got less attention than i i expected but i didn't mind um i thought i thought angelina jolie was probably pretty well cast because i think she's able to do a lot with being quiet Mm -hmm. um uh yeah i i just um i i i definitely got emotionally invested uh in certain characters relationships uh by how they were behaving with each other um i want to really shout out because we haven't brought him up at all like i love um harish patel as karun um the valet for King the valet of-
4: oh
1: um, yeah he is cool
4: uh
0: yeah. i love him i love him both as comedic relief but i also love him as a sincere like representation of humanity appreciating the eternal thank you for everything yeah.
2: you've done for humanity yeah yeah yeah
0: and just like being right. honored to meet them and things like that um th- this this movie vibed for me in a lot of ways because i didn't feel like it was most of the time most of the time it didn't feel like it had that same kind of cheeky common mcu humor yeah mm-hmm. the humor felt more built in and organic most of the time um and i i did i preferred it not feeling so steeped in mcu to be honest uh i i liked it feeling like it was a bit removed um almost like a lot of the times when i was watching it i was looking at it as like if this were just a movie not an mcu movie just a movie like Mm -hmm. and this were going to be the only one and which is again why i don't like the cliffhanger ending necessarily um and it was just trying to tell me a story about these characters like i think they did a lot with the mileage that they could, if this was like a one and done Um, and, and I respect that. And I think, you know, without the expectations, without the context of the broader things that we would bring to it, this would have, this wouldn't have been received the same. I think people would be digging into different things and certainly the film would have been able to appease certain things differently. Um, But I think that that's, that's much more the mentality. I think that was brought to a lot of the characters was to sell that as a single film story just by itself. Uh, yeah. outside of the the larger context that it's forced to exist in i do um, agree i, I do appreciate
3: it, that this film doesn't look like it this is, you know isn't it doesn't feel like an MCU movie
0: yeah um and and for that alone like it, it makes me kind of charmed by it um uh I, I i did want to talk about this point because like i god i'm like a, a so mixed on it because it's a the the twitter discourse around it was like misleading leading into the film so it already set me in a weird place with it about um fastest being responsible for the atomic bomb
4: Yeah, and mm-hmm. i'm
0: like that's they they made it's, it not, sound it's not like as he bad. built it and i'm like no it sounds yeah. like in the film it sounds like the context is that he helped advance humanity yes and that led to the atomic bomb, and he regrets that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's a totally different thing than what they were trying to sell it on uh, of like a gay black man being singularly responsible for creating the atomic bomb. Like that's yeah. a whole other kind of concept, and that would be gross. And that's not what I felt like they did. Um, it's it's so weird uh, to use the the that tactfully. Like it's so hard, especially in American media, to like be able to do any kind of. It doesn't feel like it's able to be paid the proper amount of time um, for what the weight of that is. This is another reason why I feel like Druig's emotional arc is so similar to Fastest's. It should have been one because he could have made this thing really land. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they made a very smart choice to have Fastest in Hiroshima. I think the whole bit wouldn't have worked if he were somewhere else. Just like watching on TV. And he were somewhere else. I think it would feel too removed. I think the only way that they're able to kind of get by on, on um, kind of playing around in the sand of that is by having him there. And I think that that made all the difference in the impact of that moment, um, uh, for what it should, should be paying respect to. Yeah. Yeah, It was,
2: it was definitely much, much better seeing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like a lot of these characters. Um, I don't know, I, I have to, I, I've had the urge to watch it again since I saw it, so that says something, and I've been thinking about it for a few days, trying to break it down and analyze it, so I don't know. Uh, I agree, I think the third act is really strong. Um, See, and this because... is the
4: thing,
2: like, I've been, I've been negative on Marvel third acts recently, so like the fact that this is a different movie where my favorite part is the final act never happens. So, like in that fact alone, I am happy this movie exists despite me not really liking it. I want Marvel to take more risks like this because this yep. doesn't feel like an MCU movie despite its flaws. Like, at least they tried something. Yo, there's thrusting in this movie. I thought they the, the sex scene was a joke. They're fucking in this movie, you guys. <laughs> it's real. I'm like, I, I, you see Icarus thrust, and I'm like, holy shit, this is a kid's movie. This is a Disney movie. I can't believe it. We haven't seen
3: a sex scene since phase one.
0: The MCU's always needed to be more horny, but I do yeah. appreciate that um, that that felt more like intimacy more than anything. Yes, like the way it yeah. was shot, and I really like that. It, it helped to sell their relationship for like what the film does going forward. Um, I, I wanted to get back like we barely, I, I barely touched on it, but uh, when you brought up Ajak, like I, I kind of agree. Like mm-hmm. I'm a little bummed that Selma Hayek's not not able to be more present, but I did kind of like. This maternal energy that she had, yeah, or for the Eternals, and I thought she got that across quickly and briskly, mm-hmm. and it worked. Um, I, I also, my hope going forward, because we're going to get more Eternal stuff, is that we could still flash back, yeah, and we could still flesh out even more from that time period about their relationships with each other, um, even. Even as we are moving forward with the characters, like I, I hope that they don't completely leave that. Off I the mean, table, there's that's a lot. That's a lot of time being connected. With
2: there's, uh, there is not seven thousand years, which I'm glad they changed. There's literally like millions of years of eternal stuff. So like, yes. with the stuff with the the post-credit scene, I would not be shocked if we get a lot more, like pre-pre humanity, like cosmic Marvel stuff involving sure. characters we've already seen who might be dead, maybe.
0: Right.
3: So um, should I have the postcards or do you have more?
0: I, I do have a little more. Um I, I really did like uh uh I had it and then it kinda slipped. Um it happens. Oh well, I just... uh I love Kingo's bit of being my great mm. grandfather, my grandfather, my father. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was extremely good. Yeah. Um uh I I I really I guess i feel like this isn't I, I don't know how to say this without sounding like i'm dissing you guys and your viewing experience because i'm not i think that this is just what happened to me is that i kept like constantly grabbing on to the small things whether it was looks between the actors or um angeli petting an iguana i noticed that or um <laughs> yeah uh uh like I, I thought there there was just enough heart amongst these. I, I just bought them. I bought their relationships to each other most of the time. And, um, and I, I thought that there was good nuggets, like uh, it, Kingo saying that the whole reason he got into films was because of Sprite telling stories and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I, I feel like there was just a, there, there was a way to weaponize like the best version of this movie.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and it, and it, I do think the path to it is like cutting down the deviant plot line and focusing on the family, uh, falling apart because of the fact that Icarus was was going against them, and um, and stripping down maybe one Eternal to to really let you focus on the ones that are left. Um, uh, I think Richard Madden did a pretty good job with selling Icarus's betrayal too, because Megan mm-hmm. caught on to it immediately when so they got Ajax's body. Um, yeah, and I and I saw it too. I saw that it was there. Like you're like, oh, he knows shit
4: um
0: and i thought that was good like i thought it was good that they leave that idea and and uh i uh i i thought it was a bold choice to play icarus the way they did and i and i think all the third act stuff about like just trying to slow him down not necessarily kill him they're just trying to to, to slow him yeah uh, worked really well i love i love the visualization of everybody's abilities i think they all look great
4: i agree
3: um ryan brought up the third act um i do also really enjoy this third act. Um, it it feels uh, utterly unique from from certainly recent MCU.
2: You know what um, it reminds me of? It reminds me of the end of God of War when you have the giant titans battling up front when you're fighting Balder downstairs. This sure. is this is exactly the this is exactly the opposite of the Shang Chi. This, I did not like the end of Shang-Chi because there was a big battle when it should have been the personal battle. This Shang. is the battle I want, Sean. Thank you. Uh, this was a small-scale, human, not human, but you know, personal battle between friends while a giant celestial was in the background. This is exactly the type of third action that I want, where it feels big but it is small. This is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, baby.
3: Yeah, I, I think this is what this one is really well, really well executed. Um, it doesn't. I kind of feel like we've been there done that there's a lot of really cool ideas at play and it does feel emotional because you know it it the you know it it, it is play on it on the emotion of the film to drive the action rather than just being like well we have an action scene here
2: fastos gets to, like just do just do he has like he has like Shuri gloves for a second and he's just making cannons and shit like cool man it's very cool
3: Should we talked about the post-credit scenes
2: hell yeah i listened to a lot of harry styles
1: today for some reason
3: harry styles i guess i honestly didn't recognize him i don't know what it looks like i recognize I that just, handsome man I, I was more trying
1: to place pip's voice the the imp and then like he shows <laughs> up like
3: who is that? this guy i like, was more excited times. to see pip than arrows
2: i knew Pat alswald was in the movie because he tweeted wow i guess i'm at the premiere of this movie for some reason right so i'm like well who's is who is he playing this character from shield what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i was i was wondering it during the movie too like there was a part of me in the back of my head that was going okay, so Patton Oswalt's showing up somewhere, right? Is he a deviant? <laughs> yeah.
3: I didn't see that.
2: It, yeah. I, I gotta say, um, considering they killed his brother, it's really fascinating they're bringing in Star Fox Eros of Titan now. Yes. I, it's really fascinating because also um, that's a character that is kind of gross and rapey. In the '70s and '80s, his whole power is he controls the pleasures and emotions of people. That's his superpower. Um, they've they've made it they've made it less creepy in modern era. But like he's like the Purple Man in a kind of way. Um, the fact that they casted Harry Styles, who is one of the most handsome and charming people on the planet, works really works. If they want to make a charming superhero who wins people over through his powers, then like they they got the perfect guy just it's so weird it's really weird that star fox is the guy that chose to be their next like
3: avenger guy it's really weird i i was intre- it was i'm confused <laughs> like i know that that star fox eros is uh thanos's brother in the comics he's, he's but like this completely changes what we knew in infinity war
2: so yes and no the, from what so thanos is is a, is an eternal with a deviant gene so that's mm-hmm. the direction they're probably going to go in the movie. He is an eternal, but he's got the ugly look.
3: Then what that's, was Titan?
2: That's that's the problem. <laughs> mate like like they like Titan. Uh, I don't know. T- who knows? Right. Uh, maybe See,
3: that's. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not yeah. just the Thanos connection. It's the. Yeah. Okay, so what's Titan? Can, How'd that happen?
0: Can um I my theater got loud. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> can did they say in the movie that Star Fox is an eternal? Yes. Okay, they do. Yeah, he 100%. says he says, Hello,
3: my fellow eternals.
0: Yes. Okay. I, and they also did not, say yeah. Did not hear that line.
3: No, yeah. They um,
2: they go, Oh my god, that's Thanos' brother. And he's like, Hello, so, fellow eternals.
0: Yeah. Uh so he says Pip introduces him as brother of Thanos. Yeah. And then Prince Mercuri, of Titan McCurry signs Thanos' brother. Mm-hmm. Um so uh my assumption is just that the way they'll do it is that Star Fox is the an eternal who was on Titan mm-hmm. and um the celestial breaking out didn't break the planet but it did cause the ruin that Thanos was living in and Thanos was just like an adopted brother to him mm. not a born brother
3: oh yes
0: i so i did see this he theory. says
3: he says prince of titan also yeah, yeah. that's one that's the word that got me i was so, like hmm.
2: i saw this awesome theory and it, it, it's 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 a thing where it makes Thanos even more right, even though you know he's a, he's a villain. He wasn't right, but like Thanos is right. Thanos was doing what he was doing to half the population of the universe to stop the celestial process from happening, right. because because <laughs> he destroys planets to make celestials. That so. has
3: a very that Ooh. has a very. Palpatine knew the on Bong were coming. Vibe. Not as
2: bad though. Not as bad though. Because <laughs> uh, like at least Thanos is like kind of doing a good thing in a way, you know, in a way.
3: Um, well, so was Palpatine kind of doing a good thing in a way? <laughs>
4: Yeah, not come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, well,
0: this has been the whole thing. Is like everybody said, like Thanos's argument when he has the Infinity Stones is bullshit. Like you could have just doubled the resources, you could have done all this stuff. Why did he specifically do the? Well, this is your. This would could theoretically be an answer. Is that he knew Celestials fed off the the high population of planets. Um, in theory. Yeah. Uh. uh and. Um, uh, that that context is there, and if they went that route, I wouldn't necessarily be mad about it. Um, as far as like Prince of Titan, Brandon, like you could definitely pull like he's not necessarily like. That doesn't necessarily mean like title of royal prince. It could be Prince of Titan in the same way that like John Carter is a Prince of Earth. You're just I mean, you're just the guy who's really important who's still around from that planet somewhere else.
3: I am not knocking it. It was just yeah. the it was just the time in the movie where also the, it was the first time in the movie I was like, oh what.
2: But also, like, think about it, like, like Vegeta is, like, the prince of the, the planet. The planet's, like, destroyed, right? He's still the prince of the planet. Even though Titan's gone, he's still the prince of the planet. He's a million years old.
3: I just have a lot of questions, and it wasn't oh, no, an in it. this movie. No, 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 yeah, um,
2: yeah. Um, So he, he has a orb, like Ajax, so he's, he is calling a celestial mm-hmm. for whatever's next, which is really cool. So we're going to get more celestials? Uh, pip, man. Pip, Pip, Pip's in a movie. Unbelievable. He's the guy you meet in Infinity Gauntlet at the beginning. Oh my god.
4: Yeah. Thanos, Thanos I, is
2: dead. What a bummer.
3: Pip? No, that's not him in Gamma Flight.
2: Who's the guy no, in Gamma no, Flight? That's, the short Puck. Guy. that's Puck. Puck. Yeah. You can see my confusion. Different. Very different. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, uh, Mag says three Marvel roles, this guy. I'm assuming Pat Oswald. Who's the Yeah, third? he's referring to Pat Oswald. Modoc,
0: uh, Shield. Shield, and now this. Modoc. Yep. I
3: forgot Modoc. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: All right. Um, and then the final post credit scene introduces Blade. <laughs>
2: I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm really not. But why?
3: I guess this is because why. Because he has a sword. I guess this is why. uh So, I read an article. I guess Chloe Zhao had cast Mah- Mahershal Ali as Blade um, for this. And that's why he was announced so early, um even though he that's, doesn't have a movie attached to him.
4: That's
0: so bizarre because you don't even see his face.
4: Yeah, yeah right? We're just about it.
0: Before, before I read about it, like, we were walking out of the theater. And I was like, I think that might have been Blade. And then yeah. Xander, Xander, friend of the podcast, Xander, was with us. And he's like, I don't know, man. Kind of sound like it could have been Jeffrey Wright. And I was like, hmm, good call, good call. That would make more sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it would make more sense, actually, yes. But I doubt it. Um,
0: no, it is Oh, she, oh yeah, we know. She, yeah, she confirmed it. We know, we right. know yeah. for sure it is him. It is um, Blade. I'm just, I, just, I, don't, I don't hate it either. I'm just like, why? Why? For audiences that aren't going to go look it up. Why so didn't for you those, show of his who, face? those of you
2: those of you don't know, uh one, uh Dane Whitman, the Black Knight, is a is a mythology character, not a horror character. He deals with King Arthur and Excalibur and other world magic.
3: And, and blade, then also name drop the ebony blade before we see it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Blade fights vampires. They're Separate universes in the Marvel universe. They are not connected whatsoever. I don't I don't know if they've ever been in a comic together. I'm sure they have that comics that existed for that a That new
3: time. Midnight Suns comic is gonna have
2: my favorite Black Yeah, my favorite Midnight Sun, Black Knight. Um I'm again I'm not mad. Like I love Martersha Ali showing up, but like Blade's not someone who should, should be in an Eternals movie. That's really well, weird. Yeah,
3: yeah. Blade Blade has kind of so I joke that it could be Wong. <laughs> um like Wong shows up at the end because God. you know he's shown up a lot. In yeah, the MCU yeah. so far. Um, it would make more
2: sense, actually. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like, you know, hey, welcome to whatever I'm doing. I'm doing Avengers. Um, Wong. Yeah,
2: magic Avengers.
3: Avengers by way of Wong. Yeah. But it's Blade kind of in a similar role as Wong and Nick Fury before. The um, magic
2: side of it, though. I mean,
3: like, the magic side. Like, he's like, hey, I'm setting up the Midnight Suns. You ready? And then we'll see him in Moon Knight. Hey, I'm setting up the Midnight Suns. You ready? <laughs> it's
2: you, you, you don't even get, like... Ghost Rider, or Morbius, or uh, Werewolf by Night First. You get the Black Knight who's not even on the team. Yeah. It's just, it's... There's business decisions, there's reasons for doing this, uh, but Blades come in sooner than we think, so the that's kind of cool.
0: The way they visualized the Blade moving towards his fingers was really cool.
2: That was really cool. Yeah, the, the, ebon, the Ebony Blade um, has a curse where the longer you wield it, the more mad it makes you, and it drives you crazy. So I... Uh, We've watched Game of Thrones. We've seen that guy go a little crazy. So, like, I'm excited to see him do that again.
3: We're all back right. again. Shall we rate it then? Okay. All right, Ben. Uh,
1: probably give it like six. Uh, Ryan. I feel bad because, like, I
2: really do want to like this movie more, but it just, it just, it just didn't fully work for me. It is probably. It is the lowest rated Marvel movie since maybe ever. Uh, I, I would give it a 6.5. Yeah, it's definitely my weakest Marvel. It's definitely the, like, oh, man, it's not the Spider-Man this year now. Oh, man. Oh, man.
3: <laughs> Phase four is a really, uh, uh <gasps> oh, bumpy just, road so far. A, kind
1: of bumpy, yeah.
3: It's like, you got Mike Widow. No, we, we had, had we change. Change. Yeah. Oh, I. change, you know, It's you know. We get, like, the, the good and the bad. I liked
0: two-thirds of that movie.
3: Um sparks
0: um it's definitely a 7.5 maybe even an eight uh
3: i i think i'm kind of with i think i'm with Brian. that's a 6.5 for me um you know maybe as as it goes on i'll look for more favorably on it you know we'll
4: see yeah
0: maybe not Uh, i i i gelled with it it jammed with me i i am on a a smaller island than most (laughs)
4: And shall honestly, we get it?
2: sparks really like I would feel more bad if I didn't know so many people who agreed with me. Right. So like I don't like I would feel no, more yeah, bad like sure. oh,
0: so like I No, I feel I feel yeah. weird because I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I guess my yeah. I, I guess my brain broke when I thought <laughs> No nah, man know. You got the kingo juice in you
3: Uh ooh, gross. Um the the beard. Can you get this beard keg away from me? <laughs> the the spit yeah. keg away from me. Yeah, All um
4: right. yummy,
3: yum. shall we get into our book club? All right, Sparks, to your book club. This
0: is his real book. Cool. she co- has got my print copy right there. <laughs> ha, sucker! <laughs> Darn you. Um, yeah, so we did Eternals uh, by... Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't
4: have it out in front
0: of me. I got you. Uh, it. Neil Gaiman and Artist please. John John Rita, Jr., John Danny Mickey, and ho- Matt Hollinsworth. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so we did Eternals. Uh, I haven't read this before. I really enjoy it. I will say up front, I like this comic a lot. However, I will also add this caveat where I will say that um, when I said earlier in this review that I would have been really bummed if I went and saw Eternals and I came out feeling about Black Widowy about it, this is exactly the plot I didn't want the movie to have. Because I think that they would have just, like, zipped this thing down into this, like, very formulaic origin one and i think this works really well as a comic i think every if they tried to adapt this story into the film i think it would have lost all of its nice
2: <laughs> the mcu, nice the MCU could not handle handle all this comic.
0: <laughs> exactly and that's yeah. and that's really like like looking at this comic i'm like boy i'm glad that the movie went in the direction it did honestly because like i don't want this in a movie this way like i don't think it would have balanced white. see so. i
2: i disagree but like i i get where you're coming from considering the movie that we got like i get it but there's elements in this book where i'm like god i just wish they would have done that so bad god
0: sure i like i i, I don't have faith that this would have been adapted well oh no oh uh, yeah i
2: agree with that because i also think the movie was still adapted poorly <laughs>
0: um but uh it's a it's a solid comic story uh, i think it's a, a pretty good uh introduction of the eternals i Emma. Emma.
3: Did we lose right? <laughs> no, no,
2: just a camera. Alone. I'm here.
3: Emma just being Emma. I'm ben, what did you think of it? I
1: enjoyed this book. Um, it's I one thing I found I found kind of funny was as I was reading it because um, the cover said one of six, and then I'm like, but there's seven issues here, and then it got to issue five and said five of seven. I'm like, oh, so they changed it at the right the end, but that's that's not important. Um, the story itself. Um, I love how a lot of the Eternals lost their memory. I kind of like, I really like that because normally, when you do like the whole memory loss thing, it's like, oh, what was the event? And and it and Sprite being the main villain, like the um the catac- the catalyst to this entire to these uh, turn events. I actually really liked. Um, I was because in the movie, the Deviant like like we we talked about during our review, the Deviant just shows up and then we're like, okay, cool, and then they disappear for a while, and then it's like and then they come back, and then, like, I heard in the, my movie theater, Brian and Brandon going, oh, yeah, that that guy's here still. <laughs> um, I like how the, the Celestial is just chilling in Golden Gate Park, just, like, waiting. He's judging. Yeah, he's judging. And the whole story, it's like, this, I I, I also kind of agree with Sparks that this could have, that if they were to, tr- to put this book into the movie, that definitely wouldn't have worked. But you, I you
0: really you brought up in what you were saying like the exact plot point i feared being in the internals film which was the amnesia Mm -hmm. i did not want 10 captain marvels oh no yeah Yeah. i agree with that yeah yeah
1: yeah screw that noise but what i loved in this book was especially um mark curry uh uh, makari makari thank you slowly but surely regaining their memories and even when you see cersei and cersei is trying to make itself in when they see and when they're talking with coffee, and she's like, I feel like I've known you my entire life. I'm like, okay, this is a little spice, a little bit of the spiciness there. I like it all in all. This is, I mean, Neil Gaiman knocks it out of the park with, with writing and the concepts of this, and how this the, the deviants are just like opposite of Eternals. And, um, uh, like one of the celestial judges, or is just sitting there judging. And even when the head Eternal, um, Lazar or Lassen. Beard guy to do with the giant ass beard mm-hmm. is talking to Tony Stark, and it's like, What would you do? It's like, We're just gonna do what we've been doing, which is preserve the earth. He
3: has a really great zero, line, oh, zero. Where, yeah, where yeah, he's, that guy. where he's like, If you saw two children squabbling on the playground, would you intervene? Mm-hmm. And I can't really, would say you choose sides? With... Sorry, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I, I can't really say anything bad. Well, I can't say anything bad about John Romita's art because I really enjoy John Romita's art. He definitely has a style, I was like, Hey, that's John Romita Jr., and he is he's a good artist like a lot of this book is really really good and this is definitely if you want some good like bonkers cosmic stuff out outside of guardians of the galaxy this is definitely what i would point to people After it's like you want to read a really good eternals book here you go there
2: aren't that there aren't that many eternals books either so it's awesome. yeah
3: very true um yeah i like this one i didn't love it um i i have a i for whatever reason the eternals just aren't really doing it for me <laughs> just like in general i guess um, but there's things in this book that I really do enjoy. I really like Neil Gaiman, just how Neil Gaiman writes in general. Um, mm-hmm. but there's things that like um this is set during during kind of around the same time as Civil War. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um The so Superhero
1: Registration Act.
3: Tony remembers Cersei as one of the Avengers um that. from ages ago, and he's like, You gotta register. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not I a don't superhero. have superpowers. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really cool i think that's just really cool having iron man's inclusion in this especially like at the end when he's just like i know he's faking it he's just studying us it's like tony (laughs) can you get up it's like oh yeah sorry
1: i love how when cersei is on the top of her building getting a tan and she sees this cat she's like if i supervise i could turn you into a dragon she turns she and she turns the cat into a dragon
4: yeah
1: it looks a little bit like lockheed and it's flying away and she goes oh hell
3: there's one page I think Ryan showed. It, it's the splash page with the, um, with, yeah. with the celestial, oh, um, and is it, giant man is is at the bottom, right?
2: Yeah, he's giant, but he's small. Yeah, he's
3: giant man, but like the Eternals in in this are smaller than the ones that we saw in the movie. Um, Celestials, but the Celestials, thank you, um, are smaller than the ones we saw in the movie. But seeing like the comparison of giant man and he's just kind of like I'm so out of my league. Mm-hmm.
2: One thing that I love about, um. Uh, I love the lettering, and we don't often get to talk about lettering in comics, but the the Deviants have a different type of lettering. They have a different, uh, like, font uh, Mm -hmm. for their other dialogue, because, like, to make it sound more monstrous, I always appreciate that kind of thing. Uh, I like this more than all of y'all, I can tell you that. Uh, I think maybe because I wasn't so hot on the movie, and then I watched this, I'm like, oh, shit, like, this, I'm really into this. I am not an Eternals guy, but, like, this and the current run are awesome. Um, I... I really like all the concepts brought into here. I really, really love John Romita's art in this so much. Uh, I was not really a fan of him young uh, when I was younger, but like over the years, I've really grown to appreciate it. Um, I love the villain stuff in this so much. I love the stuff with Sprite and the stuff with Druid. Um, like this, the, the, the cult stuff in like, the fake Russia with Druid, I love that stuff so much. And I agree, Sparks, they would never do that in the MCU. They could never pull it off. Um, because it's too cool. Um, well,
1: Ryan, you mentioned uh, the lettering, and actually, that reminded me of what. Because normally, when in a lot of comic books, especially in DC books, when they're speaking a different language, it's just like a, a big asterisk words in parentheses and it says translate from whatever. Yeah, I love how they put Russian ish lettering. I've never seen that before, be, but it could still be read as English, yeah. and you know they're speaking a different language. I think that's. I really liked that. And I want to see more of that in comics because it's not because you can tell it's it's a foreign language, but still, it's like you're meant to understand this. You're meant to read this because, I mean, they're they're plotting, and I really dug it. I was really glad they did because um, when you mentioned lettering about the the the, the uh, deviants, I'm like, yeah, that's cool lettering. But honestly, I liked the Russian lettering. Yeah, little, yeah, like more. that. Yeah, I love
2: yeah. it. Like, yeah, putting the lines in the O's. I've mm-hmm. never seen that before in lettering before, and I. It, yeah it it immediately popped, like, oh, they're speaking, like, a different language, or they're speaking with a Russian accent, like, I love that, I love that detail.
0: I, mm-hmm. I agree 100%, I really love that, too. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought the Deviants were really cool, I really liked the visualization of them, and what they were doing, um, the, the, my weak point in the story is Ajak,
4: yes, um, yeah,
0: and that really bummed me out, uh, because Ajak just kind of shows up, and you realize, like, has been setting up the deviance, but like we spent so little time with Ajak, Like the only part that really fleshes out Ajak is when he goes against Zergus, yeah. And then otherwise, like, no. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's kind of a nothing character, there ain't he? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was a that was a big bummer. Um, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, th- that 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 was that just like kind of threw the whole plot off a little for me in the middle, sure. Otherwise, I really enjoyed a lot of the the character. <laughs> Characterizations everything. I agree with Brandon that I like the contextual background of the Civil War going. Oh, excuse me, going on.
2: Oh yeah, I I love, love, I love, I love. His name's Craw in this one, not Crow. it's Craw, but I love the Deviant's look so much. Um,
0: The the Deviants are some of my favorite stuff for sure.
3: There's kind of a similar plot to the movie with the Celestial and the Earth. The Dreaming Celestial, Yeah. yeah. Um, but they have
2: to like stop it from waking up instead of, or whatever, or like it's like a. Uh, Icarus isn't, isn't bad in this one, but he also is like, he recognizes.
3: Do you know where the story goes next?
2: Uh, for the Eternals? Um, no, for I...
3: the, uh, no, for the Celestial.
2: Yes. It's funny. Cause I made a tweet about it. Uh, so, uh, after this, uh, the Jimmy Celestial is just hanging out in San Francisco and in Karen Gillan's Uncanny X-Men a couple years later, Dr. Dr. Mr. Sinister takes it over. Oh, okay. Yep.
3: But that the X-Men, really well. or, uh,
2: The X Men uh, live in San Francisco at this point. It went over, <laughs> smashingly. smashingly. I'm glad. <laughs> Imagine, uh, Celestial with Mister Sinister's face. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Um. That, that's bad times all over the place. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I I think this is a this is a good like bite sized way to get into the Eternals. I think Neil Gaiman did a really good job of modernizing it and. Um, by modernizing, I mean, like, just bringing them into the modern day. There's um,
2: there's a terrific line, because um, there's it, there's a lot of really dense stuff with the Eternals. Um, and a lot of it, like, sometimes doesn't make sense. There's a great line where, like, oh, they, like, we just need to have him die and be reborn, because if the machine's working, then it's fine. And it's like, what's the machine? Oh, the machine is the planet Earth. And then he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but let's keep going. And it's yeah. like a perfect line of, like, I don't know what's really happening, but I'm having fun, just don't worry about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of good stuff uh this is this is i think a of the eternal stuff i've read it's pretty good it's a good representation
1: yeah, yeah like when uh because it was hank who said like what's the machine the machine's planner. he goes it's definitely one of those moments it's like look i still don't know what's going on but i know there's, a, there's something needs to be stopped put me in the direction of who to punch and i will punch it
2: yeah i, I think uh again like some of the john Remeter jr art is really really good like some of his facial expressions are really great especially like early john Jr. not early he's been working i years.
1: love Druig. I, I, okay, when I say I love Druig, I love Druig's design, I and see how like, he's just, like, he just oozes Vlad Dracula evil dude.
2: Oh, right. So, okay, so we didn't talk about it in the movie. Uh, uh, Cersei is, like, all-powerful of the comics. She could do whatever the hell she wants, but in the, in the movie, she's like, I could turn one thing into one thing, and then... But she does turn a monster into a tree in the movie mm-hmm. and yeah. she got it and she did it in the book and I'm like oh, I love it's,
3: it I was thinking about when I read that I was like you know it's strange who the MCU decides to depower and who the MCU decides to up their power cause yeah. like Shang-Chi got a huge power upgrade from the comics but the Eternals were like well not too bad
2: so the Eternals the thing about the Eternals is uh, uh, it's not so much established in here they, they, they make it so they kind of have more like one power but the original all the Eternals they have all the powers Every uh, they're they're all super powerful, but they they one of them like Icarus is the strongest with the eye vision, but he can do everything. Cersei is the strongest with transmutation, but they can do everything. And I'm so glad that they didn't do that because it is the most overpowered team on the planet. When everybody sure. can do everything, it's not fun. So the fact right. that they made it like okay, you actually you're focused on one power makes more sense. How screwed up is it? In the movie and in the comics, that the Eternals made a 11 year old or a 13 year old Eternal. So they're a child at all times. That's so messed up. I get why you'd be mad. Cause
0: like, cause like mm-hmm. the Celestials don't think about it. They're just like, oh, that one could connect with children.
2: Yeah. You don't think about the future? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah. I think I really like Sprite and I, and I buy, and I buy their, their tragedy in this. And um, I, I don't, I honestly don't think I would like this book as much if I didn't watch the movie. I'm gonna be 100% honest. Cause like, I wouldn't have read this otherwise, but like um mm-hmm. I think I think it's really cool. I think it's really it gave me that density that I don't think
3: the movie gave me, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. Ben, you wanted to say something?
1: Uh I did. Oh, um, I love the okay, so in the movie, I love Thina. I ac- actually really liked Angelina Jolina's Thina
4: mm-hmm. during
1: the comic. I also really liked Thina. I liked mm-hmm. her before she knew she was eternal and even afterwards, because she will not leave her kid no matter what, and I really dug that. Um what yeah pretty much that was it i like when like when she's talking to once again beard guy Can't remember his name and he's like she's like you have a dog he's like a child is not a dog he's like yeah but that's still my kid so yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like all right kids can stay i'm like yeah you're damn
2: right he can they, stay um they do something the athena has like the mad weary in the movie but in this comic somebody else is they mention it somebody else having it and i think that's still cool that like they just throw like these little, these little things of like, oh, it's celestial madness or whatever she has. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's cute.
3: She's being crushed under the weight of her memories. Yes, mm-hmm. that's
2: cool. I like that. That was cool. Yeah,
3: that's cool. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I
1: got nothing
2: else. I, uh, it, if you guys like Eternals, definitely read the current Karen Gillan Asad Rubik run. It is wild. It's X Men, but with Eternals. It's super wild. I love it.
3: All right, that'll do it. So Ben, it's your book club next week. You know what it is? I most certainly do. So this is a little
1: newer. Um, I haven't. I picked this because I felt like this might be a good chance to get some, like you know, some hope in our lives. And mm. it's. I was thinking the first three issues, but I don't know if that was gonna be too long because it is an anthology series. But I figure we'll start with the first issue, and if we and if we read it throughout the week, we might change it. But it is Superman Red and Blue number one. The first issue of Ran Blue, since it is an anthology series, it's not a cohesive
3: story. It's
2: not very long, but it's one yeah, issue. Why
3: don't we do the whole Yeah, that's whole literally, book.
2: that's oh, like
1: it's... 20 pages.
3: Oh, it is? Mm, okay, it looked <laughs> a
1: little... All right, because then we yes. could do issues one through three then. Okay.
3: Yeah, if it's collected in a trade. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, three yeah, issues, as even oversized, is still the same thing as a six-issue yeah. comic. Yep. Yeah, issue Superman Ran Blue, issues one through three.
2: Beautiful. I yeah. have, I have those
3: um all right so there you go Get stay some... tuned for that uh also next week we probably don't know what we're talking about um or you guys more accurately but you'll we'll figure, figure it,
1: it out. out yeah because we'll someone is going to be partying up in orlando i wonder who it can be
3: it's this guy. it's, it's, well, it's ryan nope um nope. yeah so that's that and then, that's that cool stuff coming we're gonna do a sam Raimi, andrew garfield discussion two uh, two different episodes Uh, leading up to no way home so you know cool stuff coming up all right uh until then you can check out some of the other stuff we got going on um conversation i still show up um season one is done but you can check out all the episodes on the feed um you can find some other stuff on youtube if you like this video and you subscribe to this channel you can check out some of the other stuff such as victor's watch um victor's watch uh it's been going for a while there's a lot of shows up there a lot of episodes check them out uh, Basement Arcade, we just finished Spooktober.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, check out all those episodes. A lot of fun stuff. If you haven't so far, maybe you're missing Halloween and you're like, I want to see something scary. Well, watch Ben get scared.
1: I miss it. And sometimes day.
3: Day. you you Some and I were team.
1: screaming on our first uh Five Nights at Freddy's playthrough.
3: Well, we were all screaming at you at Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> yes.
1: <you>
4: um
3: were. <laughs> Basement Arcade pause menu. Uh is all that is there as well. As well as you can check mm-hmm. out the new Audio feed that's all completely caught up. That's every episode is now on audio format. Yep. Um, I mean, they've always been audio format, but now on its own feed. Yep. Uh, you can subscribe to that. So check that out. A uh, Book Club and Animation Station. And you can find all these links on our new website page of the Fickner pa- Family. Check out everything we've done. Cool stuff and links to where you can find them all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to get some masks, we still have our Crafted by Z masks.
4: Oh, bye, bye Mag. Yeah.
3: Good night, Mag. You the best. Good night, Mag. Um, that's linked below. Uh, Patreon and T public. If you'd like to support us financially, you can check out those uh links. Links below. Um, and of course our website, Pigner It's linked below. You can find all of those links, everything where we're where we're at, it's it's all there. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to everyone who watches. Thank you to everyone who watches live in the Rewind. We love you guys. Thank you to Mag, who constantly stays up way too late watching us, but we love it. Um, thank you to Jeremy Bellucci. Um, You can find him at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He did all of our theme music that you hear throughout all the shows, and of course, our intro music that you heard tonight. Um, you can find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, at Suburban Suburban Proctologist Official, and at Subproc Podcast. Um. Thank you to Mike Patola. Hopefully, we get some more stuff. We get some more of the collaboration with Mike Patola soon. Um, We've talked about it a bit. Exciting things. We love that guy. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok at Mike Patola. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Nope. Nope. Find find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All the Fickner podcasts. I had my brain just left me for a second. (laughs) It just went peace out. Bye. you mind you in mind uh find us on on twitter instagram and facebook all at fake Nerd podcast fake Guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally i'm at bt mcclure on instagram and twitter ben
1: you can find me um
3: getting through my not
1: giant stack of comic books and also transforming my awesome new gigawatt figure that Brian got me for my birthday thank you buddy at begmanic 27 on Instagram and Twitter. And also, if you like old school video games, which I, I hope you do, because old school video games are awesome. I write for oldschoolgamermagazine.com. I don't have a new article up this week because I was just taking a break from just, I was enjoying Metroid Dread and I was playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. New articles are on the way. I promise. I just need to sit down and write them because I just, I needed a break.
3: Oh, we get it, man. All right. Sparks?
0: You can find me at Sparks Whitty on Instagram and Twitter. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Ryan? Uh, you could find me
2: eternally grateful that even though I might not like the movie, I like movies that are different, because the MCU needs to be different. At DJ Tony Stark.
3: Alright, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcasts, and Pandora. Great review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video and subscribe to this channel. And Until next time you see us, stay fake. Nights.